Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV. Welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Daily Double Talk. I had to think about that. We do so many shows now, I don't know, I don't know where the hell I am. Welcome, everybody. This is the Daily Double Talk, right? You are Christian Horchata Torres, that's right? That's what they tell me. Yeah, that's what they tell me. How you doing, man? How was your weekend? I'm fine. Am I Corey Coleman? So, uh, allegedly. I don't know. Do you, you, you Are you in a fugue state here? You're going to wander around the deserts of Texas not knowing who you are? Close to it, man. Close to it. This world, of, you know what? I might just go to the desert just to get away from everybody. This world is crazy. As y'all know, we'll talk about some of that today, but welcome to the show. This is the more conversational show. We talk about a wide variety of things and get more conversational about them. Uh, sometimes things that we don't touch on on other shows, we touch on more here, such as politics. But also, we still do entertainment, and we still do... And we do that guy right there. <laughs> How you doing? Everybody's getting in here. And we do uh, some of the geek stuff. Uh, we'll have a good mixture of that today. And... Like I said, people, let me go ahead and introduce ourselves one more time and get everybody in here on the show because I see everybody coming in. When I say introduce people, I'm talking about you too. Uh, Corey Coleman, Mr. Christian Horchata Torres, sometimes known as the group uh, PB&K. Is that what we call us? <laughs> peanut butter Corey time? Yeah, peanut butter Corey time. <laughs> because he's such a creamy peanut butter complexion, Christian Torres over here. And of course, we got you guys out there. Who are you? You know who you are. You're part of the family. That family would be the chat fam. Everybody, please welcome the OG chat, bringing in the visuals right here. And, of course, we have them side bitches over here. What's going on, side bitches? How y'all doing today? I might have to. No, you're good. I thought I was going to have to refresh the OG chat, but y'all are good. What's going on, everybody? Let's see what we have here. Lovely Latina. I bet you are. She says, hi, DT. Uh, Jenny B. What's up? Angry Asian. What up, my DT fam? How y'all doing today? Uh, Ashtray Bitch. Super Fro is here. Film Freak. Voltar. Shun J. I don't think I... No, I don't know everybody in here all the time. Sometimes I don't see people for a while and daddy just forget things. Shun J. I don't know if I've seen you here before, but hey, good to see you here. Uh, Guppy Kells. Swedish girl. She says hi with a big heart and you know i always have to give you a special hello uh 
Hey, uh, that, well, I didn't mean to say that to you, but, but hey, you know what? I'll get you, bitch. Or should I say, I'll get you, bitch. You know, I always have to talk to her in her native tongue. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you guys for being here. Edward Disco, Tri-Edge. Uh, tri- yeah, we'll take that. Tri-Edge. Jam- uh, Jamar. Oh, uh, thank you, everybody, for being here. Good to have you here today. And I think we have a good show for you today, courtesy of... Mr. Christian Torres over here. Once again, folks, welcome. And Christian, how are you doing, sir? I'm well. Can I just tell you very briefly some things that happened after our 12-hour stream on Friday? Um, I saw you guys do a review of American Murder yesterday. I watched that Friday after the live stream. And Uh as soon as it ended, I said, I'm going to go to the gas station really quick. I'm going to go get some drinks. We were out of water. And my wife's like, I'm going to go take a shower. I'm like, cool, wife. And so I start (laughs) to go outside the door. And I look outside my window, and there is a dude sitting there looking into my neighbor's window, masturbating. Like, straight up, just a creep going around, masturbating into the windows of women's in, La- in the greater Los Angeles area. Uh, and this turned it like, now, by the way, quickly, when this happens, they tell you very clearly get on the phone, like, don't engage with these people. Uh, and I, all that training went out the window because I saw this guy and I got irate at him and I opened the door. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just waiting for an Uber. And I'm like, <laughs> what's with your dick in your hand? Like losing my shit. And I'm like, let me see your phone. Why are you walking away if you're waiting for an Uber? Like just going irate. So this turns into a thing where I walk on the LA river with him. The cops are called. He attacks me. I punch him in the face. I have a dislocated uh, ring finger right now because I punched somebody on Friday. Uh, wow. And you know this. Corey, I'm not a violent person. So that took a lot out of me to get me to that level. Uh, And it was all because of that fucking American murder thing where I was like, I could have left my wife for five minutes and this piece of shit would have gotten her. Um, and she's have you ever in been the, in a similar situation? And she's in the shower too. So right. you know? well, that was my big concern. I, I do. All right. Unrelated to that. I do tell my wife all the time that in these cr- uh, true crime things that it always seems to happen within like a minute, you know, like, Oh, you went away for a minute or something. And I was like, how up to date is the time of death technology? My meaning is if I leave to go to the gas station, my wife uh, is, uh, you know, unthinkably true crimed. Are they going to yeah. say, Oh, he killed her and then went to the gas station to get put on camera to like alleviate suspicion. You know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of things rolling in my head. Uh, more than any of that, I just want to know, what's your experience? You ever you ever had to fuck a person up for being a creep? Well, uh, I guess the... Uh, I got to ask questions first. Please do. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. It's a shame that my mind goes here, but I have to ask, uh, when you went after him and you hit him, was his dick still out? But that would make it like a Looney Tunes thing. No, <laughs> like, not he, be- he immediately pulled his dick up and then even pointed to his dick being like, where's my dick? Because I was like, yeah. you're jerking off into the windows of women, guy. So uh, and another really quick gem there uh, at some point, because I'm just berating this guy and I'm like, what kind of weak willed like in like piece of shit does this praise on women like no woman will ever touch your dick to which he turns around and says, I wouldn't let a woman touch my dick and yeah. then keeps walking away. So. Man. You know, listen, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of weird shit that goes on with people who needless to say, people who masturbate in front of front of people's windows. But he's was he saying that when he was masturbating? <laughs> no, that was you going after him. I'll get you, bitch. Uh, it was muttering. It was creepy, man. It was a really weird experience. And by the way, like I lived in 
Brooklyn. And, you know, like people met like what I love about Brooklyn is that there's no obfuscating. There's no hiding in the bushes or in the shadows. You walk down to go to get on the L train and there's a dude jerking off right there. You know what you're getting yourself into. L.A. has that fucking nice artifice. You know what I'm saying? Where you think shit's supposed to be cool. But then there's a dude jerking off in your bushes. Yeah. You know, I man, this is this. This is a weird thing with people who do this. Uh, because it's you, you know you think it's like these lonely type guys who are just like creepers and they and they they fit that whole thing you know they sit up there with the back all hunched and when you look at them you're like hey what are you doing like ah, you know they're digging their head. like 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 the raccoons yeah. or, like masturbating raccoons or something because I would I look I would have done the same thing if like like if I had saw that uh, I don't even know if I would have went out and punched him I would have went out and kicked him like he was like some kind of feral animal like what the f- get your ass out of here you know I would have kicked at him but. The you know, but they're not all like that, and I don't even. I'm not going to say anything because um, <laughs> I I don't I, I can't say that I know this person, but this person is well known in Austin. Uh, was uh, uh actually an 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 award winner. I'm not going to say in what because I don't want anybody looking up. But this guy won a huge award. I'm going to throw a bunch of. I'm going to throw a bunch of vagueness out there, but this guy worked at a publication in town, won a huge award, well-known around town, well-known around the country, and I think this dude got caught masturbating in somebody's somebody's bushes, looking through their window. And when it was done, it made news. You know, uh, everybody heard about it. Everybody knows about it. I talked to the guy after it was done. Uh, and the reason why I talked to him because not too long after he went back to work, <laughs> you know, he was back in the building, back doing his thing. That's why I always tell you people, you know, it's all, you know, if people attack certain people, depending on the severity of it and when they actually have to say something or it depends on if somebody is, uh, the vulnerability of that person. What I mean is like, uh, it, you know, are they, how, how much status do they have? Because there's a lot of people who get away with a lot of shit with status. I'm not criticizing this person. The guy is actually a nice guy. He wasn't looking at some, I mean, he committed a crime. <laughs> he was masturbating through somebody's window. They caught his ass. They caught him naked in the bushes. Not this dude at least had his clothes on. This guy who everybody knew and knows, and and, and I haven't talked to him in years, but who st- apparently was still working at this publication. That motherfucker was ass naked in somebody's bushes. Like I don't, I don't know if he left the house like that. I don't know if he put his took his clothes off when he got there. But yeah, man, you can't really predict what these people are like or what kind of people they are because you, you just they, they, no, they don't, they, they don't, they don't always fit the profile that's in our minds. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, I think it's either like really positions of low power or high power, right? Because you, you're mentioning that person who seems to be well known. That was the other thought. I, like, I was like, oh, what is this like secretly the L.A. Mayor Garcetti? You know what I mean? Like, like it, you would have to be that big dick energy or think that you're that untouchable to go around doing that. Or you have to be mentally ill, which is a whole other thing, because I felt bad about getting into a f- physical altercation. But to be clear. It, this was after like we had walked a bit. It wasn't like right outside the house. Yeah. He like went into the woods for a second and then charged at me. So I'm going to punch you if you come at me. But I still felt bad because I'm like, this is probably someone with mental issues. Uh, you know, you don't want to engage with these people like that. Yeah, At the same time, yeah. that's, that's how the shit starts. You know what I'm saying? Like peering into windows of women who are unsuspecting. It escalates, man. And yeah. I just wasn't about that shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, think about like like somebody up in the chat. Because I think somebody I said about this guy. Like he's a nice guy. And what I mean, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, you know, I, I, look, he was, at the, he was at the place and. 
I was I was in there. He looked at some of my artwork and he's like, you know, I'm, hey, how are you doing? I really like your art, man. I really like your style. You know, and he was, you know, he's a charming guy. I'm not saying like I'm that saying that is not to defend what he did. And I don't know, maybe he got to work out with the people whose house he was looking into. They decided to press charges, but it's you know, like some people some people are putting the chat Louis C.K. Uh, and Different. you know, like like that, man. And no, I don't. And see, and that's another thing. I don't always equate like somebody who's jerking off in weird situations to like a rapist or a murderer I, you know I, I i know some people don't like to hear that i don't uh there is a difference between a violent rapist and some guy who has some fetish of looking at people and not to say that that's not weird it's creepy in its it's, own way no, it's, it's just fucking creepy no yeah. it's creepy i beat the shit out that you know i i you know I, today i would even tell that guy like i didn't say anything because i was younger back in the day but today i tell him like hey man you know I, I got to ask, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I'm not, no judgment. I'm just saying, what, you know, let's not, like, because everybody has to walk around there and pretend like shit don't happen. I'm not that person now. I don't like to be around things and pretend like nothing didn't happen. I have to be, today, if I was around that guy, I'd probably be like, hey man, let's go get some, let's go get some coffee or something. And I get him out the building. When I got that, I'd be like, so man, what, yeah, yeah, I got to ask, what the fuck was up? That, ne- that ass naked masturbating shit. I just, I just want to know, man. I, I can't hold back. You know, well, what's, what's worse about this, too, is like, so, you know, that app next door. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah. Yes, I do. Yes. It's a worse, more localized version of Facebook. And you get to find out which of your uh, neighbors are racist. But the other good news to that is, uh, is that there has been a bunch in the last month, a bunch of these like ring home surveillance videos of this motherfucking guy. So I knew who he was immediately. Like he's going around. He's like the M- M- MacArthur Park hand jobber or some shit. He's around just going around doing this shit. Uh, yeah. And it was just weird, man. It was a weird thing. I haven't been in a fight yeah. for like 10 years or something. And no, you can't. Wow. What did you, so did you did you beat him? Him down you like did you beat his ass did you get a punch in what what happened oh yeah no i punched i punched him twice when he came at me and then he he seemed like stumbled and says i'm gonna put you under the river and then try to come at me again and i punched him again and then he like scurried off into the night cops didn't get him <laughs> i got a police report but i don't have a fucking i i have a target on my back now this guy's gonna come back for me Corey. uh you know i mean uh or maybe he'll masturbate to you next. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know. Wow, that's a tough guy. So be it. Yeah, so yeah, be yeah. It. yeah. He's really it to me now. What a what a masculine guy. Ugh. You know, I don't I don't know, man. Uh, I you know they, they I see what you're saying. They do say do not confront people like that. But I mean, what are you gonna do, man? When you see somebody doing that, you know. Uh, sometimes you just lose control, you know, I don't right. know. Or the fact that it's been in the neighborhood for over a month now and no one else has done anything about that. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just got tired of nothing getting done and ultimately nothing ended up getting done because the cops went to the wrong place because they're yeah. incompetent you know, because you, they're cops. Exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. So I, it is what it is, man. I just wanted to share that story with you. I had such a great time on the 12 hour stream. We were, I was riding high. I watched some true crime and then I almost got true crime. And he almost got, it meant the shit. Look, maybe I have too many stories where people are looking at people's windows and masturbating because I got that story. And people, you can look this guy up that I talked about. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to, I just, I don't want to be the guy to put it out there and have everybody looking him up or trying to talk to him when I, you know, it was years ago that it happened. So I'm not, I don't even want to get mixed up in that. I don't even know if he works at this place anymore. But if I was to tell you in private, you 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 probably wouldn't know who I'm talking about. But if you looked his background up, you'd be like, oh shit, this guy? Uh, but when I was a kid, sorry, people are going into the uh, uh, masturbation story time yeah. family hour. The circle jerk hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Toasted. But when I was uh, when I was a kid, um, I remember, I remember uh, my we got it. So I was about seven years old, and 
we got a knock at the door and my mom went and answered it. And people have probably heard me tell this story before. I've told this story a couple of times. I'm telling it to Christian now. So my mom went, went to the door, answered it, and said, and people will tell you what's going to be on the show in a little while. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there is, I was I trying to see if a hype train is coming. Yet, just talking about masturbating. Yeah, I'm, I was trying to see if a hype train is coming, but let me tell you what's, gonna, what's, what's happening here. Uh, today we got the new trailer for Free Guy. We're going to talk about... Similar movies, can this work being the 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 uh, uh, premise that it has, and can it actually work at all in another capacity? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Going to be talking about the theaters closing and all the ramifications of that, and uh, also talk about this new documentary that Christian was telling me about, which I have not heard about at all. Uh, but it's about the White House and their handling of the pandemic. Uh, what is it called again? Totally under control. Totally under control by Alex Gibney. So yeah, so we're gonna get into that. <clears throat> but anyway, back to the story I was telling Christian. Christian, if you're just tuning in, Christian was the neighborhood superhero. Uh, he beat up uh, the villain uh, uh, Jackoff man, <laughs> uh, and he went over there. Uh, let me see here. Uh, thank you, by the way, uh, Kalioki. Uh, so. He went and beat up this guy, and guy ran off into the night, and uh, apparently no, there's no arrest made or anything. Then I shared my story of a high-profile guy here in Austin who uh, stripped down, got naked, got caught masturbating in some from some woman's window, and uh, you know took a little time off a sabbatical, and then went right back to uh, work right after that. I actually talked to him in the office when he was uh, back at work after he had made the news here in town. Uh, but you know, if I want to share some other stories about. Uh, Creepy masturbating guy. So I got, like, we, I'm seven years old. There's a knock at the door. My mom goes to answer the door. Uh, and it's the, it's the neighborhood drug head, this guy, Kenny. My brother used to hang out with this guy uh, every now and then. And my mother tells him, uh, she's like, Kenny, uh, yeah, uh, Mark's not here right now. So uh, we'll let you know when he comes back. You have to come back later, whatever. And he says, no, nah, Mrs. Coleman, I, I, I don't want to talk to Mark. Actually, can I come in and talk to the, to the family? And while my mom didn't say, get the fuck out of here, I don't know. But she's like, uh, yeah, baby, come on in. And he walks into the living room, and my father's there. And my sister's there. And then there's little Corey on the floor. And Kenny comes in holding his hat in his hand, like you see in cartoons or in TV shows. And he's like, thank you, Mrs. Coleman. Hey, Angela, that's my sister. Mr. Coleman, sir, thank you for letting me into your home. And everybody's just looking like, okay, what the fuck is about to happen right now? It's like, it's like he's about to like do a performance to give a speech or something. And, he's, and my mother's like, well, Kenny, baby, what can we do for you? I just felt I needed to come in and let everybody know a little something that I've been doing. I feel really bad about it, and I feel the need to confess. And everybody's just clutching chairs and shit, bracing for whatever. What's, <laughs> what's this guy about to fucking do? And he says, uh, Mr. Coleman, I especially want to apologize to you, sir. Uh, at night, I've been coming around the house, and I have been looking through your windows. I've been looking at your wife and your daughter, and I've been lusting, and I feel real terrible about that. And I just want to get that off my chest and let everybody know, and I deeply apologize. And the room goes fucking silent, man. And I don't know what lusting means, but I know it's something dirty, because he's looking at my mom and my sister. I was like, okay, this dude is obviously doing something with his dick. But... And I think my father, who, again, is a war veteran, and 
heard if he heard about me doing something like that, he beat the fuck out of me. Uh, he looks at this guy Kenny. And I'm thinking, oh my god, he's about he's about to kill Kenny. This guy's gonna die, and I'm gonna see it. And my father just looks at him and stares at him for the longest time. And you could even like hear the paper in his hand kind of crinkling, <laughs> like like squeezing his hand. And I was like, okay, shit, I, I just want to leave at this moment. And my father just looks at Kenny and says, "Well, Kenny, I'm I appreciate you doing that, son, and I." I appreciate your honesty, and I I hope you get some help. Thank you. And that was, and I could tell my dad it was kind of like that tone of, "I'm happy for you. Get some help. Get help means get the fuck out of my house right now." <laughs> so it's like, and, and I remember just thinking, like, "Oh my God, shit, whoa!" <laughs> you know, I thought I was really going to see this guy get beat down, and then the guy just says, "Well, thank you for understanding. I appreciate that. Y'all have a good evening." And he walks out and he leaves. And I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, no, you know, everybody just goes back to doing exactly what they would do. My mom's cooking dinner. My father's <laughs> reading the newspaper. My sister goes back to doing their homework. And I'm just like, well, fuck it. Everybody else is going. And like, is nobody else here disturbed? All right. I just pick up my toy car. <laughs> you know, it was, the, it was the weirdest fucking thing for me, man. I think that's when I actually learned the, what the word lusting mean. I even think I asked my mother, say, what does lusting mean? And she's like, you asking me because of Kenny, ain't you? And I was like, yeah. She's like, don't worry about it right now. <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. Is, it, is there a stinger to that story? Did you go outside 20 minutes later and there he was? Or, or did you ever see him again? <laughs> or what happened? He, he's like, yeah. Now, if you excuse me. <laughs> and we see him just pop back up the window. <laughs> no, you know, nah. It's just like it. things went back to normal. Kenny continued to like do drugs and wander the streets. I don't think we saw him in the windows anymore. We, we definitely closed the fucking windows at that point. Like my mom got bars on the windows. We put the thickest curtains up, you know. Uh, I'm surprised this shit didn't turn into a fort but I, I, and that is one of the reasons why to this day so I probably shouldn't put this out in the open but my my wife likes to leave the backyard windows just up wide up late at night they just you know just you know and we have a big backyard so somebody if they wanted to they don't even have to hide behind a bush they could just stand out there in the shadows and look in and jack off if they want to she likes to leave those up and i keep telling her i said close your windows and close I mean, or close the curtains at night i mean how do you feel about that i mean the horror but that's the weird thing right because what you're saying is you have to change your behavior to keep uh, outside people at bay right like in theory you buy a home in america you can keep your windows open as much as you want so I think that that's kind of shitty, you know, but the same thing happened with my neighbor, uh, Olga. She's this like little Russian lady. Uh, and I, even though she has a, like an 80 year old name, she's like a young little thing. Like she's like five foot four and she always has her windows open. And then subsequently it's like the blinds are super, super closed and you understand why you do it at the same time. You yeah. feel bad because you shouldn't have to change your behavior because the rest of the world sucks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I felt really weird about it. And it's a situation that we don't really have to think about either. Right. Because even when you're seven, that obviously left an impression on you because you described it in such vivid detail uh yeah it wasn't about you it was about your mom and it was about your sister it's something that we never really have to think of. if someone wants to watch me jerk off like i'm sorry for you but go ahead like i don't i don't have any virtue to to cover up whereas like i you know i think we look at women and we feel like we have to protect them a little bit more yeah I don't know. it's <laughs> fucked up dude ever since kenny came around my house at seven year, years old possibly masturbating to my mom and my sister i've always thought about closing the windows my mom always closed the windows now today this goes to show you how my wife and I think differently. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, 
well, you know, everything I do for security around here is to make it zombie proof. Close the windows. And I want zombies, you know, seeing us move <laughs> around and probably get distracted and try to eat us and shit. She, you know, I, for her, I'm thinking like, yeah, there's probably a masturbating dude out in the, in the backyard or somebody or anybody just watching. So I, I say, you know, always, I say, just shut these windows. So at night, even, you know, we do this thing where she's in the living room, she leaves them open. But when I'm in the living room at night, I shut everything. I close everything. So, you know, I, I wish I could put that habit on her. I don't know if it's a good idea or a bad idea. I know some. I know some people have it. Like, they have these mansions where they have nothing but glass walls that people can see in. You know, and Could I don't never do that, man. I'm sorry. When I go on vacation to places, I'm like you. Everything has to be closed. I have this real weird fear about anyone can just be out in the darkness looking at you. That creeps me the fuck out. So yeah. when I see those like. And what was that Invisible Man movie where like the entire uh, structural wall was glass somehow? And you're like, Jesus Christ, no way, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I don't know, man. I, I, that's we have two different ways of looking at things uh, as far as security goes. She's, she's, uh, I am more suspicious and careful than I think she is about things. You know, she's. I think she doesn't like closing windows. I think it's just like she likes doing one thing and leaving it there. She doesn't like going through a routine. Like she doesn't like getting up and closing shit because that means I gotta reopen it to, in the morning. I'm like, well, what the fuck is? It's, it's, a, it's a simple thing. That's all. But anyway, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, and that was the masturbation minute on the daily double talk. All right, we can start go. the show now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let me see. What we have here. You know what? I'm just going to get rid of all these stories. Nothing but masturbation for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all styles, all stories, all places, all times. And all people, today, uh, somebody said curtains all the way for me. Thank you. Uh, let me see here. Uh, give me a second here. I'm just looking at some stuff. I'm all into the chat now. I'm looking at them talking about certain things. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Uh, people, on today's show, we... Somebody said, you do that, and I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, well, it looks like you got to go. No, let me see here. Uh, let me see. Let me see. People, today on the show, we have the trailer for Free Guy. We're going to talk about that and talk about one particular thing. With everything that's going on, they still are insisting on something, and we're going to see if they can stand by that. Theaters, as you know, are closing. Not for good, at least not for now. And we're going to talk about... The repercussions of that. And also got a documentary that we want to talk about, about how the White House has been handling the pandemic and it's called totally under control. And if let me see here. And if you couldn't tell that sarcasm in that trailer mm-hmm. or that in that title there. Oh, OK, folks, I guess no hype trains today so we can get on with the show. Tell you what, though. Hmm, let me see here. Before we get started, got to do a couple of announcements for you. Uh, one is <clears throat> we'll be taking some commercial breaks, and during that time, we'd like to hear from you. We'd like to take an email or two or maybe even three from you. So if you actually have something you want to say to us, then do me a favor. I will help me help you. I will give you the information you need if you pull out a keyboard. I'm surrounded by them right here. So I know you got one. Just pull it close. Snuggle with it. Get tight with it. And type in for me, kcoolmans at gmail.com. That's K-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. You email us with any kind of questions, comments, compliments, insults, input, and our advice. Hit us up on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and face to the book. And if I'm too busy out there taking all of your wonderful emails, talk to this man. 
Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Christian.monster, and Facebook, Christian L.A. on Torres. I know some of you, but I want to know all of you. So please come find me. And be able to find yourself here in Austin, Texas, preferably when the big Roni ain't out there, then don't hesitate to hit us up. Or before that, when we do get big Roni off these streets, let us know your plans for Austin, Texas. KCoolMans at gmail.com. And let us know if you are moving here or just simply passing through one of these days. And I hope it's soon, but I can't promise when. But one of these days, I am pretty sure that we will be able to safely once again hang out with you. Woo, woo. All right. And folks, I want to thank you for all your support. Some people, I saw them coming in and giving us subscriptions. Hey, look, if you have an Amazon Prime account, get yourself a free Twitch subscription. That's right, will cost you absolutely nothing. And if you do, renew it with that same Amazon Prime account. Now you can get another subscription tier. You can go and get yourself a, I don't know, a tier one, tier two, tier three subscription. But also encourage you to go check out our Patreon. Why? Because we have three tiers of let me see here of perks here and anywhere from having access to our archives access to our special streams that we're going to be adding more of and shows that we're going to be adding more of uh also for certain tiers out there you can be featured in an upcoming animated short that we'll be doing we're working on that right now trying to get that started and we're just about there let me see here i see that we are about let me make sure i'm looking at this here people we're about 90 dollars away from our goal 90 dollars away from our goal of actually starting our first animation once we hit the two thousand dollar goal actually i say 90 dollars but I guess, <laughs> I look at this here, we're actually more like $100 away. Uh, Patreon takes their cut, of course. But, folks, we are ready to start a new animation here and put some of you in it. I've actually started drawing some people, and it's been fun. I've had, what's that? I said, who have you drawn so far? Uh, I've drawn two people. And, folks, we're going to be doing a stream sometime this week. It's not going to be long. It's going to be like about a 30 40 minute stream where I'm going to be finishing up one of the drawings of these people talking to you, giving you a sneak peek of some of the stuff that we're doing here. And if you want to check that out again, you got to be a Patreon member to do that. We also have this weekend, our viewing, our live viewing party. I gave you a little clue on what that is. So we got a live viewing party coming up on Friday. You can either be a member of Patreon or you can subscribe to the site over here, doubletoasted.com. But do check out the Patreon over here. No, that's my uh, jazz music I'm listening to. There's our Patreon right there. Uh, please join and get yourself access to some other perks and bonus content that we have for you. And I'll be sharing some of that with you very soon. And uh, I want to thank everybody who tuned into the 12-hour stream. Had a great time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Christian, for coming in for that. That was fun, man. I had a blast. I never get to hang out with Martin. I feel really sad about it. I was going to be in Austin a couple times, if not for the pandemic. So it was great to hang out with Martin. I'm sorry. I meant one k. Yeah, I, I said a hundred bucks. I, I meant one k away from where we need to be. So people, we. I said ten, a hundred dollars. One. Yeah, I didn't want to come at your math skills earlier. I thought maybe you knew something I didn't know. No. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad you worked it out. No, no, I don't know why I said that. One hundred. We are one thousand dollars away from where we need to be. So. 
I appreciate that, folks. I totally meant that. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, so I've already started drawing some people. But yeah, thank you for being there, man. No, it was great. I can't wait. I'm really excited about the Patreon stuff, man. I told you, I think there's a lot of like a lot of the side stories that we tell each other just to like shoot the shit in the beginning or the end of the shows, I think are so ridiculously funny and they they deserve to be animated. And so I think it's great that we're doing stuff that's going to allow those types of stories to get made. Yeah, man. No, if we can get there, you know, like I said, we got a thousand dollars more. So we're halfway there. So uh, hopefully we'll get there soon. In the meantime, while we're working towards that, I'm going to be uh, drawing some of the people that already went in and subscribed at the highest tier. So I appreciate that. Like I said, I already started uh, sketching and it's been a lot of fun. And sometime this week, we'll be doing a special stream for all those people who are on Patreon to see a little bit behind the scenes of what we're doing with that. So appreciate you very much. And that is that as far as announcements go. Uh, I would ask you how you're doing, but I'm afraid we'll get into another masturbation story. <laughs> so, uh, Don't do it. No, I'm not going to ask. But that's a crazy thing, man. That's a crazy thing that you did. That's a, I, seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're safe. That's all. I'm just glad that you're okay. Yeah, after, afterwards, I, I was like, this is how you die, <laughs> like, by going into the darkness of the L.A. River chasing around creepy people. But I'm glad I'm alive, too, man. Yeah. Yeah, folks. So I'll tell you what. Look at this. Austin says, Chris and his crazy stories. Boy, you crazy with the masturbating people. Uh, all crazy right. like a fox. Let me see here, folks. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into some of these things that we got to do today. Uh, but before we do that, I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick commercial break. We will read one email because I have another show to do today and I do have to jump on that. So I'll tell you what, folks, we're going to go ahead do this break right now already gave you the email address where you send us your emails hopefully you send us one and we can read it while we're gone and we'll be right back after this uh, let's see email over here and christian over here very quickly happy birthday belated birthday to ryan walterson i don't know if you guys said that yesterday but it was our dear ryan walterson's 21st birthday man and we made him oh. drink in toronto oh right it was ryan's birthday yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I did not see that. But you know what? I will. Uh, well, I'll, right now, I will wish you a happy birthday. He's always sending cameos to us like happy birthday cameos. So definitely, definitely have to uh, stop and wish him a happy birthday. I wish I was there to force a drink down your throat right now like we did in, <laughs> in Canada. Made that boy drink in front of his mom on stage and he handled it like a champ. I have to say he did very well with that. All right, let me go over here and get into the emails and see if we got anything. Hmm. Uh, let me see. Sean, Shanawaz Jake. You ever heard of Shanawaz Jake? No. What? Well, let's hear it. What, what does this person have to say? Now you've heard of him now, and this is what he has to say. He says, hey, Corey, it's Sean. The 12-hour stream was fantastic, by the way. Just want to say I love your discussion on Trump and all the politics surrounding him. Please keep doing what you're doing. All the best. And that is from Sean. P.S. Would you consider Batman and Robin for a bad movie review? I would, but everybody's seen it. Everybody knows what that's all about. And it's so it is it's such a well-known bad movie that I don't know if anybody would want to see it. But hey, if people do. I'm there to do what people want. So we'll see how that goes, man. Uh, I'd be more interested in watching that. You, you hear there's a dark version of the, the Batman Forever Schumacher version? I, 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 
allegedly i'm not saying it exists it's the coleman cut for space jam but apparently it's there's a dark version of it i'm i'm a little morbidly curious about it yeah i i would be curious to see what that's like but every time they say there's a dark cut of something it usually ends up being something where you just saw like blood coming out of somebody's lip or something it's not really that dark uh, somebody actually says, don't hate Batman Forever. I mean, it's silly, but it's but it, it kind of wears it on his sleeve. Like Tommy Lee Jones is doing maybe the weirdest and most engaged Tommy Lee Jones performance I've ever seen. Uh, Jim Carrey's doing something. I heard those two really wanted to kill each other in the making of that movie. It's like not terrible. It's I, fine. Yeah, I think it's okay. But I, you know, I remember thinking like this is the beginning of the end. This is this is silly. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones and trying to out act or trying to out goof uh, Jim Carrey. It's, you know, it's, uh, it, it, yeah, there was a lot of things with that movie that I thought that was wrong. like mutually assured destruction with nukes, right? Like if yeah. we drop one nuke, Russia's going to drop a nuke. That was the equivalent yeah. of Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones trying to out act each other. Exactly. Oh, this is somebody that we could probably help out here, man. This is Jade Ciara. Hey, Corey and Christian, Kijani here. She says, I'm going to assume this is a she. I'm currently going through a very dark time, and while I'm trying my best to stay afloat and positive, it's very hard for me. Listening to the show has really helped me look past the dark thoughts, and I can't thank you enough for that. If you wouldn't mind, could you guys maybe recount to me one of your happiest memories, or just advice on how to get through times like this would be good. Thanks, always. Well, look, Jade, here's something to start out with. Even though we've never met each other, uh, personally, or maybe we have in the past. If we have, I'm sorry. But keep in mind that when you tell somebody something like this, there are always people out there who are thinking about you. You know, right now we're thinking about you, and we hope that you're gonna do. You know, we hope you're gonna get through this dark time. And that guy doesn't help though. <laughs> Be happy. I'm gonna get you, bitch. Uh, cut this guy off. You know, uh, seriously. I'm in. Look, if we're thinking about you. I'm sure that you're surrounded by some people or you have some friends that are concerned about you, too. Hey, remember that whenever you're thinking bad, man, there's always somebody out there who who, who you can turn to. There's always somebody out there who's who, who would be more than happy to help you out. There's somebody out there who cares about you. Uh, I, you know, I mean, maybe I'm assuming I'm you know, maybe you feel completely alone. Maybe you feel like there's no one you can turn to. But I guarantee you there's somebody out there who, who and within reach who would, who is very concerned and cares about you very much. So, you know, just always remember that, man. You're never alone. You don't have to be alone. You know, we, we and we wish you well. Uh, please call the show up if you ever want to talk about something, you know, uh, if you're feeling that bad. We would, you know, we wouldn't hesitate to get you on at the right time. So, you know, just I hope you're doing better. And if some advice outside of just like, you know, the generic of, well, somebody cares about you because that's the way it's true, but it sounds like that sometimes. I'm sure Christian has some advice for you. But I don't, you know, without knowing what you're going through, I don't want to really say on how to fix it or get some advice or something. Cause I don't know, you might, I, I don't know if this is something where a situation happened, a breakup, uh, you know, some disappointment happened in life that has you feeling down. Or are you going through some kind of clinical depression? You know, I can't really come out and say without knowing how to make you feel better. That's going to, you know, it depends on your circumstances. But if I could just offer just some real simple things that might help out, um, getting out, taking a walk, clearing my mind, uh, you know, uh, go, going, get, getting out of the surroundings that I'm in that, you know, I, I see all the time. That kind of helps, man. Clear, you'd be surprised at how clearing your mind can, uh, it, it can actually just 
even for a little bit, just make you feel a whole lot better. I take walks all the time by myself. I don't take, you know, I put my phone in my pocket. I don't pull it out. I look at trees. I sniff the air. You know, I, I get out and I really just let my mind just kind of take a breather. I, you know, I, I give that advice all the time, but I swear it helps, man. I give it for anybody who's feeling bad out there to creatives who want to figure out how to uh, go through uh, some sort of uh, creative block. But anyway, you got any advice, man? Yeah, I think it's it's interesting that you said the creative block thing because, yeah, walking. I have the mountains right behind my house, and I, I walk all the time. The thing I would say to this person is I don't know your circumstance either. Um, but one, feel what you're going to feel. Uh, I think I think a lot of the times we have shame associated with the feelings that we uh, feel on a regular basis or we're upset at ourselves. And, you know, again, I don't know what the situation is. If it's something that you've done or decisions that you make or you're not being as productive as, as you want, just know that you're not as bad as the worst thing that you've ever done. That's number one. Everyone is allowed to feel what they want to feel. And it doesn't make you a bad person for feeling anything. Number two, and it is a little cliche, like Coleman said, but I do believe in community. Like community is the best thing in the entire world. No one achieves anything on their own. That's complete mm -hmm. bullshit. If they say that they do, it really takes people that are there to lift you up. Um, and you know, I honestly believe that I'm not just saying this because the toasties are great. I'm looking at these messages right now and they're nothing but overwhelming support and care and love. And I think that that's the kind of stuff that you need to look at. You know, it's easy to look at the darkness and, and to fall into despair, but you have to try to find the cracks, you know, where the light gets in. Yeah. Yeah, man. Also, go pet a puppy. Be surprised. If <laughs> right. Yeah, puppy. Puppies I mean, will do it. Yeah, I got two of those. They're great. I'm telling you, man, puppy. You don't have to buy one. You don't have to keep one because they turn to dogs and they tear up shit. But, uh, you know, get and then you got to feed them and take care of them. But, you know, if you can find somebody with a puppy or, you know, go somewhere, pet a puppy, man. Puppy make you feel much better. Shit, even pet a, if you can find a kitten, pet a kitten. Get something fluffy on you, man. You get, you'll, you'll feel a lot, a lot better. Uh, and. Hopefully, you know, again, knowing that I know we get crazy here. We got very foul mouths. You know, we have very crude humor. But just keep in mind that we do actually. I know we can't meet every person. We're not going to ever meet every person that listens to us. You know, I, I, but I, I do genuinely care about our community. And if nothing else, just keep in mind that when you say something like that, even if I can't see you physically, uh, we are thinking about you. Somebody's always thinking about you. You know, so please don't feel down to where you don't think that there's no one in the world that cares because believe me, the world is not that harsh where there's not some individuals that don't care about you. The world's just not that dark of a place, you know. So, uh, all right, folks. Somebody, I thought about this too eat ice cream, but you might be diabetic. Uh, you know, I don't know. Or lactose intolerant, either one. Not, not a good recipe for ice cream. You can get uh, 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 dairy free ice cream. That might be, hey. We're living in a world we got dairy-free ice cream. That's not so bad. I recommend going and getting some with cookie dough inside of it, man. If, you, if you're not diabetic, you can eat a little bit. Go get yourself some dairy-free ice cream, man, and eat that. Ice, ice cream will make things so much better, too. Ice cream. Or worse, as that American Murder documentary showed us, right? Wasn't the whole start of the fight was about the grandparents got the wrong kind of ice cream and shit went downhill really quickly? Oh, that's no, that wasn't ice cream. It was the <laughs> shit went downhill because that guy was an asshole. <laughs> that guy was a piece of shit. Yeah, and we watched this. Uh, the 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 review was up, but we watched this uh, uh, documentary called American Murder, and I, it's about this complete piece of shit guy who murdered his family, like choked out and, and killed his two little daughters man but also the guy's just stupid too i mean like i'm not i'm not trying to uh condone murder especially of this gruesome kind but god damn this guy was dumb just sloppy man 
Well, can I, really quickly, and this will not turn into the whole thing, but I just want to make a point and I want to get a counterpoint from you, which is to say that while watching that documentary, I got really shitty with the cops, even though I know this guy's a fucking guilty piece of shit. But when I watch these documentaries, what I always think is like, like making a murderer is the best example. It's sort of irrelevant whether uh, Avery murdered that woman or not. Obviously, it's not irrelevant to those victims and to the families, but I'm saying when you're watching that show – what you're supposed to be disgusted by is the unethical policing, right? Like the corners that get cut. And you can say, oh, well, that's all fine because you're still bringing someone horrible to justice. But I think once you start with that slippery slope, then it ends up getting worse. I mean, am I crazy for thinking that? Even though I knew this guy was guilty, I was so shitty with that polygraph woman in in that documentary because I felt like this is kind of unethical and it's shitty and this isn't how policing should be. I I don't know, man. That was one of my favorite parts of... uh of the uh of the documentaries when they did that polygraph on him i mean they the, okay so the thing is and people i'll just show you a little bit go i really like this how, how much did you like this documentary i love this yeah that's pretty good i, I like the perspective of it it's something i've never seen before yeah life better don't eat turtle don't eat turtle i think about like did i cause this did i make her feel like she needs to leave she said things were bad and that she didn't know what was going on with Chris. That, that guy, he was so obvious. Like I said, he, man, he, he, they looked at him from the very moment and said, this is, this, this dude is fucking textbook, man. You know, this is like this, this, this like I, was, I said this, this is cliche. This dude was, was a kind of a chubby guy one time. All of a sudden he gets a uh, fit and then he starts getting like a uh, uh, real cold with his wife. He's leaving at odd times, and and then he comes in and he starts making up all this shit. Like I don't know where they went. I, I hope they come home. <laughs> it's like all right. They said fuck this guy. Like you got man, you know, you you're a chubby guy who got fit, and you find yourself a young girlfriend, and you didn't want and you you didn't want to pay child support. You didn't want to deal with the emotional stress of divorce. So you thought it would just be best to kill them, and then what? You were just gonna go in your merry way and live your fucking life guilt free. You know, uh, uh, yeah, they they had him down. They just wanted him to confess. They knew this guy was a fucking idiot. They that that whole polygraph was to just kind of get him to get him to confess because he's stupid. You know, <laughs> like I, somebody said yesterday, a polygraph is not a, really admissible or is still faulty. And I think that you should never take a polygraph test. By the way, but continue. I'm sorry. No, you should never. And the first thing he did, the woman even told him, "This is how dumb he is." The woman told him, she said, "If you're." If you're lying about anything, it'd be really stupid for you to take a polygraph. They were honest with him. <laughs> you know, they, it's not like they did this shit in a sneaky way. They said this would be this would be really dumb. And he's like, oh, I'll still do it. You know, so, yeah, fuck this guy, man. They knew what he did. And, and you know, it wasn't anything like they had to, like, really, really, really come in and go this confession of. And they said, you know what? We're just going to set it up and he'll do the rest. Yeah, fuck this guy. Yeah. I, again, just the larger point, because the, the point is the polygraph shouldn't be there to begin with, in my opinion. So when when coupling that with other things, my point is like this it was the name, James Avery, Stephen Avery, the guy with the making a murderer thing. Like clearly some corners were cut. That's not good policing. And I yeah. think once you start doing that, it leads to really slippery slopes for other disenfranchised people. I can but see I'm glad that. they caught the fucking guy. That's all I'm saying. No, I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying. You know, so it's the reason why I don't believe in a death penalty. You know, I think anybody who believes in a death penalty who always talks about income inequality and, and social issues and race issues and they and then they say they you know they they support the death penalty you're a fucking hypocrite man because the death penalty actually has killed so many people of color and poor people who are innocent 
you know so you want to kill people just so this one fucker that you're angry with goes you know uh it it, it dies you know that's no nah, that's not right man that's 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 fucking hypocritical and it's wrong anyway so masturbation and the justice system so far before we've even started the show i love it all of it man we are solving the world's problems right now so let's go ahead and get into let's go and get into the uh let's get into the show right here let me see let me see here all right let me see folks do this real quick so we can get on with this show here uh oh here's something i can start the show with uh God damn you, James Bond. You know, not, a lot of people don't say that. You know, the reason why I say that is because James Bond, James Bond is supposed to save things. James Bond is supposed to be out there saving the world. He's not supposed to be destroying things and bringing things down. You can imagine why I've come back to play. There's a young lady in Santiago I want you to meet. You're late. When you're ready. Salute. I met you on new double O. She's a disarming young woman. I get why you shot him. Yeah, well, everyone tries at least once. Yep, and more people gonna try now because James Bond turns out that my man seems to have been the last Jenga piece to be pulled out and bring it all tumbling down. You know, at this moment, theaters are closing. You have some, and not not closing permanently. You know, going through temporary closings, and here here in the U.S. and in the U.K. And a lot of it has to do because James Bond, which was so confident that uh, No Time to Die was going to open in November, has now been pushed back until what April of 2021, something like that. That's what they're saying. And James Bond has almost become like the supervillains that he fights. Uh, you know, where you get the supervillains that want to attack the world's finances if they're not trying to nuke the world away or anything like that and just put it all in chaos. Well, that's exactly what your boy did. Cinema stocks plummet after Cineworld closes and no time to die gets delayed. Uh, this, of course, comes after a bunch of other delays that we've had. You know, of course, no time to die. Also, Fast and Furious 9. We've heard, you know, uh, Wonder Woman is uh, getting continuously getting pushed back. So it's no surprise. Uh, by the way, Dune, by the way, when we just went on, Dune got delayed until late next year. You know, at this point, even though I don't hear, I still feel the need to say, yeah, I know. You know, I didn't hear that news at all. But yeah, I know. I, I, I'm laughing at all these dates, man. We, Christian, you and I continuously keep saying and we're no big business consultants. We haven't worked in the in, in the cinema industry. We're not uh you know we're not experts here, but I don't think we're alone with all the other common people out there who have said, "Why do y'all keep putting these fucking dates up, man? You're not gonna meet them, you know. You keep I understand, and we keep saying this. You keep putting them up because you keep wanting dangling that carrot in front of people. It's almost like a form of marketing, but it's not gonna happen. But there's Bigger issues with uh, the theaters that are closing right now. Like I said, this is going on in the UK. This is going on in the US. Uh, Cineworld confirms all this, uh, the, the suspensions that are going on. And a lot of theaters and a lot of theater owners are not happy about this. Of course, they wouldn't be. 
But, you know, I've always taken the side that, uh, you know, I don't I like watching stuff at home. You know, that's the way things are going. They're going to have to be more strategic about the way things are going to have to be distributed in theaters. They're going to have to change the whole business model. But is there anything about this particular story that has kind of changed your mind, Christian, about uh, how the theaters have been complaining about the closings? No, not not really. It's the same story that we were talking about months ago. And I think what's really sad about that is we haven't heeded the warnings of months and months of lived experience now. Right. Yeah. I think the reason they keep putting dates out there is because we like to have an end date. We, we, we want to have a date where we could say, oh, things will be back to normal. If we make it to April, James Bond's coming out. And yeah. so we just keep pushing back the line of what is normal. But there is no, no new normal. That was a story on today that Fauci was talking about. He's like, guys, the minute we all realize that there is no new normal, we're going to be better. Like we just need to yeah. get our shit together, put our heads down and endure because this is going to be a year, maybe two years. We said that way back when. And I just feel more resolute because all of the big things, right? Wonder Woman, Soul, uh, now Dune, all these things that were like supposed to be the lines in the sand in which normality would be regained. Yeah. They've all been pushed to the wayside. 2021 is going to have multiple delays. As a result, they're thinking the Batman's going to be delayed as well. So yeah. Nothing's changed. I will say this. One thing that I do think is a little bit more serious is that they already had a prolonged shutdown. They opened for a little bit because they were hedging their bets on Tenet being the thing that saved cinema. It yep. didn't. Uh, if we look at those numbers, it's a little disquieting because it hasn't made the kind of money that, that it needs to. And so if you're Sony and you're looking at James Bond, you're like, no, no way. Like, I'm not going to put out a similar sort of espionage, big budget tentpole in a time where we we've proven that we can't support it. Um I, I'm really worried about theaters. I wasn't so much six months ago when we first started started having this conversation. I'm a lot more worried about it now just because it's like without government, uh, you know, intervene, uh, intervening, I don't see how they're going to be able to sustain that business long term at all. I think it's I think it's going the way of the dinosaur or some big cataclysmic purchase is going to have to happen in order for it to be back to normal. Yeah. Am I blowing this out of pr proportion or what do you think? Well, uh, I do think saying that it's going to going to going to going to go the way of the dinosaur is uh, a little extreme. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, because that's saying that <laughs> theaters are going to be extinct. Like after we get out of here, theaters are not going to be around anymore. I don't think that's going to be the case. I will say this before we get into any kind of business discussions about this. I'll say that uh, all these theaters are putting up these dates and they continuously keep uh, putting up these dates. Uh, you know, we just we just talked about uh, Dune, you know, uh, I think before Dune, people were probably thinking that, all right, some of these movies we can see maybe. And this is wishful thinking on people's parts, too. Yeah, I'm hoping that this will be done by November. Surely they'll have something uh, by that point, at least they have a grasp on things. So I think between wishful thinking and, and putting that and dangling that date in front of people, making people feel hopeful, uh, people thought, yeah, maybe that's possible. By the time we got to Dune... Remove your hand from the box. And you die. What's in the box? Pain. <laughs> Those are theaters right now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, by the time we got to Dune, I think people were, uh, were like... And when they saw the, the, the date for Dune, I think... The normal person out there, the majority of the average moviegoers out there said, that's not going to happen. I'm not going to even get my hopes up for this. This, uh, you know, it, it will get it when we get it. So I think at this moment with these uh, movies 
continuously putting out release dates that we don't know what happened. I don't even think that's a great marketing thing anymore because I don't think people really are buying it at this moment. I think we know... you know, you can say whatever you want to. We're wise now. We know that this is not going to be normal. We're, we're, we're tired of getting our hearts broken when the movies don't come out. So whatever that is. But I will say, as far as the business aspect of this goes, uh, I see a certain point in the theaters being frustrated with the way things are being handled. I agree with you. And Dr. Fauci, anybody out there who's saying that we're not going to have an, uh, we're not going to have an, uh, an, an, the, the old normal, there will be something new and then that'll be the new normal eventually. And I think theaters are going to be that. I talk about how theaters need to change their business models and we keep repeating how they're going to be event centers where they're going to be releasing just the biggest movies. You'll have restaurants in there. You'll have uh, new ways to go in to see things. Martin said yesterday, like maybe Alamo Drafthouse should have you pay a ticket to go in there for dinner. And drinks and the movie might have to be secondary. Uh, you know, you whatever movie they're showing, maybe some cult thing, maybe it's a new movie, maybe it's a maybe it's an event sing along or something. But you're not really paying for the movie itself. You're paying for your food. You're paying for your drink, and uh, and then you get the movie with it. But I think most of all, though, with theaters, before this happens, uh, they do have to figure out how to get people into the theaters, man. Uh, and I think they're frustrated because they see everybody else opening, but you're telling the theaters that they can't. You know, I went to go see, I went to go see Tenant, and I was not down for theaters at all. But I was impressed by the way they actually had everybody spread apart, the way they had all the safety precautions in place, the way that they had everything, uh, you know, all the sanitary, all the sanitary products around. You know, I thought that that was kind of cool. And that's what they're doing with all the other businesses. But they're telling theaters that they can't open in some of the biggest cities. I'm looking at this article you sent over from Variety. Theater owners, uh, chief blames no time to die delay on Governor Cuomo. So I guess when he's when he's blaming no time to die delay, look, no time to die was not going to be the thing that was going to save cinema either. But I can understand like movies like that. If you keep pushing them back in the bigger cities, you're going to kill these theater chains. And the reason why that's a big deal from what I'm reading right here is because in New York, Governor Cuomo has allowed restaurants to open. He's allowed an uh, uh, inside sitting for, the, for, for restaurants to open. Uh, they've had other places. Uh, I'm sure they got like uh, uh, gyms. There it is. They have gyms. Uh, they have restaurants and they have churches that are being open. And I think that's the one of the biggest frustrations about this too, is that everybody's scared of these churches, man. You know, churches almost made this political thing. You know, we don't want to upset the, the, you know, these Christian voters. We don't want to accept, we don't want to seem socially irresponsible by taking people's religious freedoms away. So they let these churches go open, man. You see the president bringing people out and doing things. And yet the theaters are the weird ones. You know, I, I, I think theaters, for me, for somebody who always rants against theaters, who, who's always looking for more things to go to the home market and go to streaming, uh, I don't, you know, I, I've had a very negative opinion of theaters. But in this case, and I'm going to get your opinion on this, in this case, I, I'm thinking they're right. Uh, this seems like a double standard that you're letting all these other businesses stay open, but theaters are the ones that have to close when we have already tried our best to put safety precautions in place. Why is that? 
I think I think there's not a simple answer to it, man. I think ultimately it comes down to what people accept. The one thing that I've been very surprised with is, yes, L.A. and New York, the two biggest markets have been closed. But throughout the country, other places are open and there still hasn't been the sort of appetite that you would expect from the rest of those countries. Like, you know, a lot of the places that don't really seem to take COVID as seriously as, as New York or L.A. does. Number two, cases are rising up again in New York. Uh, we're going yeah. into a flu season as well. So it's going to be really hard to determine what's the regular flu and what's COVID. So I understand all of these things. Um, I'm not sure there, there's a really good non-hypocritical answer. I think that in order to you look at like people who own restaurants and stuff like that and gyms and I guess churches, churches, you said, infringes on people's rights. Restaurants are small business owners largely unless they're chains. Right. Uh, so yeah. you have to try to like open that up and, and help them out a little bit. I guess that's the difference is like right now I'm more willing to bend the rules for a mom and pop shop so they can keep their livelihood than I am necessarily the entire industry of something being bailed out. The other thing to consider, though, is even if you're spaced out, you're spending two hours in a room, you're aspirating the same air as everyone else is like it. There's just a higher risk in a closed contained room. I'm not saying it's higher than a restaurant or any of that shit. But like here in L.A., most of the restaurants that are open uh, are outside. Yeah, they can do outside yeah. sitting and they still have to be eight feet away from each other. So I think that that's a little bit easier to pull off than separating people in a theater. It's still a closed in environment. You know, uh, I don't think there's a good answer here. That's the fucked up thing. If we wanted to protect all these businesses, we should just, you know, do our social responsibility part and then hopefully get through this as quick as we can. But with every time that we stomp our feet and we shout about how we want to go watch a movie, we're fucking ourselves longer. Um, I, I don't know, man. I like that's the thing. Is is it worth human lives to save the movie industry as we know it? And to be clear, movies aren't going away. The yeah. exhibition of theaters has the possibility of going away, you know. And so maybe this is just an accelerated thing. Maybe everything was going to head towards digital anyway. I, I, I'm sure not as quickly as as the theaters would have liked that to happen. That reality, but I I, I kind of find myself on that side. Like the idea that he's going to blame fucking Cuomo for James Bond being delayed is a little crazy. Yeah, that's he's the governor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like goddamn. James uh, like a uh, like uh, Governor Cuomo is a fucking James Bond villain. You know, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me to, to to say that. But I do think bigger than the th- than the situation with theaters because you can still have people going to a theater and spread out, and people are sitting there, hopefully wearing a mask the whole time. Because a lot of times, you know, I, I think what they should do what they should do is uh, well, I guess they'd be doing that too. Never mind. I was going to say they sit up there with a mask on the whole time, but then they got to buy snacks and everything. So they, 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 they're just like restaurants, you know, they would sit up there chewing with their mouths open and whatnot, but they're sitting in one spot. I guess my whole thing is like, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't seem to be solving anything. It doesn't seem to be helping anything. If we can't find some sort of even standard to how we approach business in the pandemic. Now I will say this, you know, I'm arguing on a, on a logistical side for theaters to be open, but I still don't think it's going to make a difference for them. And that's the that's the, the, the really shitty part in the position that they're in, because no matter no matter how much they open the theaters up, it's still going to have to be limited seating if they do it responsibly. And if they do that, that means that these movies are not going to get their return. You know, tenant, no matter what they were doing, even if they opened up New York and L.A. and had all the people going in, I don't think with, without being able to go full capacity, they're still not going to reach that needed uh, uh, return that'll, that, that'll uh, make up for the budget of the film and everything else that goes around it. So 
theater's in a really weird and bad and tricky position. I don't think, you know, I think they should be treated fairly as a business like everybody else. But even if they are, they're still going to be in a, in, a, in, a, in a rough spot. So, you know, I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe that's what they're thinking about. Maybe they're like thinking, you know, these small, like you said, these small mom and pop places, you know, they'll be fine. But you theaters are, hey, no matter what you do, you're fucked. <laughs> so, you know what? <laughs> Might as well keep it well, closed I think anyway. the other weird caveat to that, too, is think about this. Movie theaters don't really make money off the movies. Like, they make their money off concessions uh, that and then, like, unlimited plans and shit like that. Yeah. So it's like <clears throat> when your means of making money is something that directly forces you to take a mask off to engage with that, you're kind of fucked. And I understand you're saying restaurants are the same thing. But like I said, most restaurants have found ways around that. Um, I look at the movie situation and it's like we've been saying it for months now and I'm going to say it again. Strike a fucking deal with first looks like get get a get a kickback on putting something like Tenet or James Bond out on a digital thing. Uh, And same thing with like any of these big movie studios who are moving the dates. It's like Mm -hmm. you're you're all gambling with the idea that this shit's going to be okay in six months, which I don't think it's going to be. Uh, yeah. I don't think yeah, it's going to be another year at the very least before I think we all feel comfortable enough to do that. That doesn't mean there won't be people like, you know, trailblazers, wild, wild westers yeah. who are going out there and who are risking it anyway. But I just think that Tenet is such a perfect example. It is running unopposed. There's nothing else out in theaters except fucking yeah. Hocus Pocus, which got a release and was number two in the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw that. Amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, listen, I'm just. I think the studios and the theaters, well, the theaters are really pushing the studios to do this. When it comes down to it, I just blame the, 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 the you know, the, I blame the, the, the theaters for trying not to reach some sort of deal with studios where instead of just blocking these movies from going to, uh, going, going to VOD, instead of like, you know, uh, just bowing down to the whims of the directors who said this must be shown on a screen, you know, put that shit out on video and make some kind of, make some kind of deal where you know yes it's going to be in the theaters at the same time but you're right you get a kickback from it being on vod and at some point and this is what the the, uh, this this is a a big question right here if this continues to be as bad as it is are we going to see someone like amazon and netflix because i think they're on a branch right now perched like a vulture or a hawk just waiting for these dying theaters to like just kick it, man. And then they're gonna come down and swoop them up. Do you think Netflix and Amazon might have a chance to go in and get one of these one, one of these chains? Yeah, I mean, disaster is opportunity and it's also the mother of invention, right? So I think one of the two likely scenarios here is that either the theaters wise up and they they create something new in in uh, partnership with the studios in order to get their money back from VOD demands, or you're going to have something like Amazon go on and snap pictures up, especially since the law that prevented uh, a dis- an exhibitor uh, or uh, rather the owner of something, the producer of something owned the exhibition, got lifted. That's something they, yeah. they, they put into laws forever ago. Now it's allowed to do that again. And I can't imagine why someone like Netflix or Amazon, who are both making power moves with the amount of money that they're throwing into their original productions, like why they wouldn't do that. Yeah. So I, I think we're in the next six months, dude, I think it's coming because these stocks went low. Remember when, when AMC originally was speculated to be bought out? Yeah. That was low. It's lower than it was even then. So I think like if something's going to happen, if someone's going to, you know, uh, who's perched, like you said, who's going to finally leap onto the opportunity, it's going to happen in the next six months or theaters are going to have to go for their own moonshot and try to create something that benefits them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's what's going to happen, man. I think that they, that they are going to uh, actually uh, come in. One of these places is going to come in and buy, buy this chain. I think they're just waiting for the right moment. I mean, they, they uh, you know, they were, I, they were looking before. I don't know why they stopped. 
but I, I don't I don't think the interest has waned. So yeah. Anyway, does something does that scare you? Like, is Netflix is rich? Obviously, Amazon way richer. Does that scare you? They would have access to something like that because now they they have their hands literally in every piece of the American cookie jar. You know what I'm talking about? Like even our theaters and the way we buy things and brick and mortar stores are going away. And now the only theaters that exist are going to be Amazon theaters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I'm interested to see what happens, man. So, well, you know, I like I said, I don't know what will happen. It, I, I, I can't really predict the future here. I just see what's happening right now. And I can only take a guess, but we'll see. We'll see things. Are, I, I, I can't say this. There's definitely going to be a shift in something. I, and I truly believe that. So we'll see. All right, let's move on. Let's see what we got here. Move down a little bit. Move you down, move you down, move you down, move you down. Uh, there we go. That's where we need to be. Oh, let's see. Let me see here. Hold on. Move this up here. Uh, all right. Well, new trailer just dropped, and we do this show early enough that we can talk about it. And this is something that we've seen already. Hadn't heard from uh, this movie in a while. But they just released a new trailer to tell you, don't forget me, I'm still out here. And ain't nothing changed with me. Everything is still going smooth and steady. I'm going to be all right. I'm not like these other people out here. Who am I talking about? Talking about your boy Ryan Reynolds' free guy. Good morning, Goldie. My name is Guy, and I live in Free City. I have everything I need. Except one thing. Hey! Excuse me. Hey! Hey, bud, you ever think that there's got to be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Literally not once. Today's going to be different, Goldie. What are we looking at? Who are you? We ran into each other the other day. How did you find me? I waited outside by the murder train. Guy, I have to tell you something. There is no easy way to say this. This world, it's a video game. I really want to kiss you. Is that weird? Listen to me. You're not real. Wait, you let who kiss you? Guy. There's not a button for that. Oh, he found the button. Buddy, if we're not real, doesn't that mean that nothing you do matters? I am sitting here with my best friend trying to help him get through a tough time. Now, if that's not real, I don't know what is. Millie, I know this world is just a game, but this place, these people, that's all I have. Thanks, guy. Who is this guy? This character in the video game Free City has been turning heads by being the good guy. Woo! Who is Blue Shirt Guy? You're absolutely right. Who is he or she indeed? This loser is ruining the game, man. I don't care if he's Arnold freaking Schwarzenbader. Terminate him. In two days, the game is going to shut down. You, this whole city, they'll be gone. What if we can save it? Was that cool? It felt really cool. We can change our world, but we have to fight together. I don't even know what's happening right now. We're going to let it. This is the first time I've ever driven a car before. 
really wish you'd mention that. Yeah. Yeah. We love you, Blue Shark Guy. Thank you. Watch out for the. They seem nice. Okay. <laughs> you know, b- before we uh, before we talk about the trailer, I got some things to say about the trailer. And I know you got a lot of things to say about this trailer. You got a lot of things to say about this movie, Christian. But before we get into the movie itself, uh, can we talk about the obvious? Going along the theme of what we were talking about a little while ago and just talking about theaters closing, can we talk about that date, December 11th, and how that ain't happening? All right, let's just, let's, you know, I don't know why these movies and these studios want to keep lying to themselves. James Bond, Vin Diesel, goddamn Black Widow, Disney's own Black Widow, Wonder Woman, all of them tried to fight Corona, COVID-19, the pandemic, and they all lost. So what the fuck makes them think that free guy <laughs> it's going to be the one to win. What makes them think, oh, Free Guy's going to be the one to say not just cinema, but the world? I, you know, all these movies have had to push themselves back. And we've seen recent pushbacks as much as today, minutes ago, with something like Dune. While we were talking, they said, yeah, fuck it, Dune ain't coming on that day. Why are we even thinking that? You know, what? so I'm looking at this and it's like, let's... Let's, first of all, let's just stop talking about this December 11th theatrical release. Because that, that's not going to happen at this point. Yeah, this trailer just, came out this morning. They had plenty of time to be like, should we change the date? And they're like, nah, keep it. December 11th. No yeah. problem. Yeah, they had time to just kind of like spend one more day. One more day to change in that date from December 11th to say, I don't fucking know. You know, they could have done that uh, in, 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 in a minute and then put it out later. Uh, and Christian, to your point, I was thinking the same thing. Christian pulled this up. Uh, not only do, do you need to quit lying to yourself about that December 11th theatrical release date, you need to get that theater, period. I don't think Free Guy is something that's going to actually make it to the theater. Uh, it felt, it feels to me in the same vein as that power, uh, was a Project Power movie that just came out a couple weeks back or, or a month ago. The budget is definitely higher. If you saw Project Power, that 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 was a little lower budget. Now, you know, I have to say the money here definitely shows. I mean, it's a big movie. I I just don't know if it has the uh, momentum behind it like all these other films. I mean, during all this time where people talking about Dune, Wonder Woman, Tenet, James Bond, nobody was talking about Free Guy. You know, I mean, this is, I, I just don't know if it has kind of the, the traction behind it to actually merit going to a theater at this point, given the situation that we have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I was kind of making more that uh, that comparison because like, oh, it was someone trying to cash in on the superhero craze by uh, using their own yeah. like various things. Because when I look at that, it's like that reminded me a lot for better or for worse. I never saw the movie. I heard it was fucking horrific. That Pixels movie that's uh, well, hold on before you, hold on, before you get into that, because we are we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the movie. I just want to okay. make one point while we're still here talking about this getting no theatrical release because uh, well, you brought this up yourself. This, you know, Disney. This is if you look in the corner right here. Uh, let me see here. If you look in the corner, right over here, I'll need to remind you, but I'll do it anyway. If you look in the corner right over here, you see that little 
20th Century Studios, formerly 20th Century Fox, which was a studio that was bought, at least mostly bought by Disney. Uh, Disney has their own streaming services. This does not look like something that might go to Disney Plus, but Christian, you brought this up. Hulu definitely looks like a great choice for that to go. Uh, I could definitely see in that. Now, I'm not calling in and saying that's going to happen for certain, but, you know, I... Again, I just don't, and it's not, nothing against the film because we, when we start talking about the movie, I got some things to say about it that uh, are favorable. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is going to actually make it to, uh, if they can, re, if they can, uh, okay, there's two things here. It could probably, it's, it's probably, I'm not going to say it's a small movie, but of course it's not huge like these other movies out there. It could possibly just wait it out they could put it on the shelf and just see what happens and then go for the theaters. But I also think that uh, VOD on their streaming service could also be another big option. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's probably the best case scenario for, for this particular movie. And I'm not even really going to hate on it. I don't know. It doesn't seem like my particular cup of tea. But in terms of like, I think Palm Springs, it's a weird analogy. That Palm Springs mm-hmm. movie was like a buzzy movie. People were talking about it. Usually when these movies get released on uh, Netflix or something, you expect there to be like a cultural thing. Hulu a little bit less so, and mm. yet that movie came out and it proved like, oh, yeah, you could still be like kind of in the pop culture conversation by releasing on Hulu. I think December 11th is not going to happen. We just talked about all these movies yeah. that have been redated. That That's just not going to happen, no matter how you look at it, unless they think that they have a bad film on their hands and they want to unload that in the theaters. But I, I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think it makes the most sense for them to put it out on Hulu for one, because they don't put a lot of stuff out on the yeah. Hulu branch yet. Yeah. Uh, number two, it's like it's Ryan Reynolds. It's the literally the producers of Deadpool. It's all that stuff. And I think that if nothing else, you can cash in on that as a kind of big, fun, dumb time. You know, it's yeah. like a lighthearted thing. It's not going to require it's not tenant. It's not heady. It doesn't require you to, like, think about it after the credits. Um, and it just seems like in a time that's desperate. Uh, for any kind of new content, this seems like a natural fit for me. Just released on the Hulu branch. Yep. And it could go to VOD. I don't think they're going to do this thing where they say, you know, uh, go to Disney Plus and uh, pay 30 fucking bucks and uh, you can watch it free, in, uh, you know, with the with your subscription in about three months, four months. You know, I don't think they're going to do that because that, that did not work with Mulan. But I can see them just saying, you know what, without having to talk about subscriptions and all that kind of stuff, or releasing it on a platform where you already have a subscription. I could also see them just putting it straight to VOD, uh, maybe, on its own. But we'll see. Like I said, I don't know for sure. I just I just never felt like it was that kind of movie that was going to ever, ever make it. To, to Even when I thought about it in passing, I never thought that this was going to go to theaters. Well, here's another thing, too. Uh, beyond the pixels of it all, I was going to say the other one, like Spielberg directed Ready Player One, which feels a little bit like this, right, in terms of what you're yeah. seeing visually. But that was chock full of every pop culture reference you could ever want, plus Steven Spielberg directed it. And that wasn't a monster hit by anyone's uh, definition. And so I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, it seems like, one, you're late to the party for this particular. Like, we've already kind of touched on this sort of version of a story before. Um but it doesn't seem like you have the star power. No offense to Ryan Reynolds or Jodie Comer, who I fucking adore. She's on Killing Eve and she's amazing. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like it's ripe that it's going to make all that money, especially when something like Tenet, which has an auteur director and like built in audience expectations, couldn't make money. I, I love Taika. I don't think he's going to sell three hundred million dollars. You know what I'm saying? No. So 
Yeah. Ultimately, I think that they, they don't have many options here unless they're going to try to do what everyone else is doing, which is undate it, put it out in the future. But what money do, does it really think it's going to make? I think your best bet here is to be a part of the water cooler conversation. Put that shit out on VOD, get someone to talk about it, and hopefully you 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 get word of mouth. But I, I don't think it's destined to be a $250 million you know, uh, profit nah, kind of film. No, nah, no. Nah. And, and don't get me wrong. I don't say this in any kind of mean way at all. Not, not, not at all. And a lot of people don't take it this way because uh, I love the guy. But Ryan Reynolds, and unless Ryan Reynolds is dressed as fucking Deadpool, if he's got a red suit on and can grow his limbs back, then yeah, everybody's out to see that. But Ryan Reynolds himself does, is not the, the biggest box office draw. You know, it's usually if, 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 if there's another angle, um, you know, another marketing angle. That's there, another branding angle. But in, we, no, we forget no that offense, all the time. Johnny him. Depp was not a box office draw. They did those Pirates movie, and they're like, you can put Johnny Depp in anything, it'll sell. And then they learned that that wasn't the truth. And I feel like Ryan Reynolds is sort of in that vein where I'm very likable and Deadpool is great. But outside of that one franchise, when has he ever proven himself a box office draw? I don't think this is going to be the one to do it either. No, nah, no. Nah, now, nah, the premise itself could, because let me just say this. That's why I don't want to say anything. I'm just, I'm just, look, I'm just, I'm just trying to tell like it is. But, uh, I think that Ryan Reynolds is uh, in the right project when it's a complete package. People love that, man. And I think that this, to me, I don't know how, like, you know, when I say that this this just doesn't have the uh, momentum as some of these uh, other big movies out there, such as Tenet and James Bond and Wonder Woman and Black Widow and doing, you know, I, I don't mean that in any kind of disrespectful way. I'm looking forward to this movie. When I saw the first trailer, I thought that this was a lot of, this looked like a lot of fun. I I was looking forward to seeing this when it came out. Uh, I was really favorable about the trailer. I mean, I didn't. I only had maybe one complaint. Uh, the one complaint is uh, I always see this in movies where you, uh, Ron Reynolds is uh, hanging out with uh, oh what's what's the guy's name? Uh, he was in Get Out. I always oh, Laurel. Laurel Howery. Laurel Howery. You know they. They always put the funny black guy in as the best friend, even though you know in real life these two wouldn't have a fucking thing in common. You know, they just they just need a, they just want a funny black friend. It reminds me of uh, what was it? It, it? Was it You've Got Mail? It was Tom. Was that the one with Tom Hanks? Dave Chappelle, yeah. And Tom Dave, Hanks, him yeah. and Dave Chappelle were going to the gym and they were hanging out. And I was like. These two guys have, even in the movie, they got nothing in common. That's, that's you know, this sometimes this shit is just obvious. And I'm not saying that they, you know, Lil Ray, I, anybody want to be friends with Lil Ray Howry, man. He's a funny guy. I love this guy. But I just don't, you put him and Ron Reynolds together and standing next to each other, he's like, oh, they're best friends. I'm like, okay, get the fuck out of here with that. There's got to be more than that right there. Uh, but as far as the movie itself goes, I, uh, you made a lot of, Great comparisons here, man, because we have had a lot of video game type movies uh, and, that, you know, that are not straight adaptations or if they are adaptations of something, then they've kind of taken their own creative uh, twist with it. Uh, you know, this right here is obviously GTA, but they're doing, you know, it's a GTA type world. It's not a GTA adaptation. You can even say the same thing with something like uh Jumanji. Jumanji's uh is based on the uh board game. They had some video games, but they did their own thing with it and just brought in video game tropes and mechanics and rules. Um isn't it, you know that those things have uh, have been great. They worked. They don't always work. Uh you, man, you took me back with this one. <laughs> uh what's it called? Is it called Gamer? Uh 
Yeah, with Gerard Butler, yeah. That shit is not that great, man. I was like, wow, I, I even forgot about this movie. It doesn't always work. Sometimes it's a very forgettable film. They call it a game. Slayers gives the gamer full control of a human being in full-scale combat. But the players are real. Every one of our Slayers is a death row inmate. Stay alive for 30 sessions, you get set free. That's not a bad deal. Why, why do people feel the need to just take a, a, a southern accent, or a country-ass redneck accent, when they don't have to? <laughs> you know, there's no reason. Because but that's I gotta... a shortcut for intelligence, right? Like, if we say that someone is stupid for some reason, <laughs> you catch yourself doing it. We all do a southern accent, which is incredibly disrespectful to people from the south. But yeah, we can't help ourselves, even in the movies. We yeah, make. there was no reason for that guy to talk like this. And you know what? I don't even hate gamer man. I remember I saw gamer. I think I gave it a rental when I saw it. I thought, you know what? There's a there's a better idea here than there is a movie. But I I thought it was a it was all right. Like like we had to catch this at home. If it was on Netflix, they'd be like, ah, you know, it's okay, man. It, you know, I didn't, I don't feel like I wasted my time, but it's nothing I'd tell anybody to rush out and see. Uh, maybe I feel like that because, man, I, you know, this is the one that just made me feel stupid for some <laughs> reason. I don't know why. Maybe it was my video game nostalgia. But I should have known. You put Adam Sandler in the mix, it's going to be some bullshit. I, don't, I sat back and tried my best to believe in pixels. I thought, oh, it's going to be fine. It has Pac-Man in it. Pac-Man's a bad guy? Incoming! Donkey Kong. I thought it was going to be like the Roger Rabbit of video games, which it could have been. But... Adam Sandler, <laughs> you know, what I mean, it, that's always going to be the, the the factor that brings it all down, man. Uh, this movie pissed me the fuck off, man. I hated this, hated that movie, man. You and I, I take it you saw that. You asked me if I saw I saw the previews and I saw like five minutes of it. I thought it was terrible. Like, honestly, you paused on the perfect part because when I first saw the trailer and Adam Sandler says Donkey Kong, I literally was like, all right, well, that's not for me. I'm never going to watch this fucking movie. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, this is a movie where, at the end of it, Qbert turns out to be a fine-ass, sexy woman and goes off and marries Peter Dinklage, I think. It's pissed me the fuck off, man. Uh, but, you know, this... Uh, you hit you you found something here that was actually pretty cool. Uh, I think that uh, Free... free I started to say Free Jack. That's a different movie. Free, free Guy is uh, a good combination of two movies that look appealing to me. Uh, Truman Show, in a way. But when I look at it, you got a character in Free Guy who doesn't want to be what he's destined to be, what he's programmed to be in a video game world. Uh, and he wants to find his own way. He wants to be his own character. Reminded me very much of this. My name's Wreck-It Ralph. I'm gonna wreck it! 30 years I've been doing this. I can it's hard to love your job when no one else seems to like you for doing it. You're just the bad guy who wrecks the building. Ah! I'm okay. I'm okay. If I'm really honest with myself, it sure must be nice being the good guy. Ralph, you are bad guy. But this does not mean you're bad guy. <laughs> you know, I, I thought that was cute, man. It's a, I think sometimes there's something to be said for having something that's just a kind of a, a light and fun premise. And that's what Free Guy looks like to me, man. That's why I was like, I'm, yeah, I'm into this. This looks, this is like a little bit more mature version of Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, well, I mean, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about 
box office prospects and whether it goes to VOD and like what I think it's going to be. I, I think it has a winning formula. I don't love Sean Levy, who uh, directed the film, but I mean, he he's made a couple hits. I wouldn't bet against him either. He directs Stranger Things every year, so he's got some clout. The bigger thing for me is you said Wreck-It Ralph. And then the, the thing I took away was the the uh, outside world looking in sort of aspect of it. Yeah. Which reminded me of the Truman Show. And I really love the Truman Show. I like yeah. the idea that it's like usually when we watch a movie, we, the audience, were viewing uh, a character go through their hero's journey and, and whatever. But in that movie, it was like a Hamlet situation, right? We were like watching an audience watch someone go through their journey. It became this kind of like Russian doll situation. So watching Free Guy, it's like, oh, shit, it kind of looks like you're getting the best of both worlds where there is a Truman Show vibe to it while still being kind of this lighthearted, big budget thing. Um, and I really liked the first record, Ralph. I never saw the second one. But if they can hone in on those two styles i don't see why this wouldn't be successful yeah and you have ryan reynolds who's the most wholesome fucking <laughs> dude ever so it should work yeah nah man i'm i'm uh i'm looking forward to this i just think it's unfortunate timing as for a lot of things at this moment and i, I you know I, I would love for it to be in any kind of position where it could do as best as it could if providing it's a good movie but yeah man i don't it, i i just don't think it's realistic putting that date out there and I think this is the perfect thing to put on VOD. I think this, you know, unlike a lot of things that went to VOD, Mulan was messed up because Mulan was put on a platform where you that you were already paying for it. And they asked you to pay $30 more. The appeal of Disney Plus was that it was so low priced and you got all this value. Uh, you know, there's been some uh, there's been a few other things that have been forgettable when it went out there. Uh, some things went on VOD and they were low enough in, in, in budget to where they made the money like that crazy ass. Uh, road rage movie with russell crowe uh unhinged unhinged but then you had some things that did they had bigger budgets and they did fine trolls world tour did fine scoob did fine this is uh i know it's not aiming as young as those but this is going to appeal to a younger audience man and i think it can pull that trolls money i think it pulled that scooby-doo money and probably a little bit more so i think it, not only would it be just you know uh uh not only is it something that's probably going to be inevitable that this is not going to reach its December date, but I think it would, I actually think it'd be kind of smart. This is the one where I think it would pay off putting it on VOD. That's my opinion. Maybe that's just It'd be great if, if they didn't change the date or anything. Just December 11th dropped, uh, came by and they dropped it on Hulu or, or dropped it on VOD. I, yeah, I mean, honestly, again, I think we're just, especially with how crowded 2021 is going to now be because everything that was supposed to come out this year is going to be pushed back to, yeah. to, to next year. It, I don't see that that three week stretch where it has no competition where you can probably make all your money back. So yeah. this is the best of both worlds. You have a good lead. You have the infrastructure. Like why, why own Hulu if you're never going to put stuff out on it? You know what I mean? Like Disney do something with this. I, I, uh, I, I, and it seems like this is the perfect project. It does. Is, is, is Hulu just that fucking that step kid that they hate that Disney hates. I mean, there's, there's a, there's a chance for them to really build this up with some things. I mean, there's some things, some, some good stuff came out on Hulu, man. And they, they, they make good things here. And I thought they were partially owned by Disney and Disney would give them a push with, especially right now with the opportunities that they would have. And they don't, they don't fuck with Hulu that much, man. They just kind of leave it there to struggle on its own. Yeah. And I really love, I like Hulu more than most of the services, to be honest. Um, and I think the weird thing about that is because there's the cannibalization 
a tactic to it. They have Disney Plus. They want to bring people there, but they don't want to cross the streams. It's like Disney either have R-rated shit on Disney Plus and trust that your people can differentiate between the the parental (laughs) settings or start putting shit out on Hulu like you have it sitting there on the bench and you're wasting it. Uh, And and, you know, I we're going to see I I have I have some pretty strong feelings that this is not going to hit its date. And I have even stronger feelings that this ultimately ends up on Hulu. That's speculation at best for now. But time's going to let us know, man, for sure. Was Palm Springs on Hulu? Yeah, that's my point. Like Palm Springs came out and that was the most watched movie for those two weeks, like on streaming. They did the analytics on it, you know, best they can, (laughs) because that shit's still kind of a mystery. But Palm Springs like showed, oh, you can put something on on Hulu and it can get Netflix buzz. So I think why not this man? Palm Springs is one of my favorite movies this year. And I can't, you know, and that's the thing about it. Hulu is so forgettable now that that, that when a good movie comes out, you don't even remember that it's on there. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot (laughs) forgot one of my favorite movies was actually on Hulu. I thought, no, that's clearly an Amazon movie because I don't go to Hulu because nothing ever pushes me over there. I know a lot of people watch Hulu. But again, it's like desperate time situation. I'm sure that would have had a theatrical release, right? But COVID happened and they snatched up and they put it out on Hulu as a means of of getting a good movie out there. So I, I just, I don't know what they're waiting on. Yeah, we'll see, man. Again, I think there's a lot of stubborn uh, stubbornness going on with the movie business right now because people are still used to things being the way they are, even though they clearly fucking aren't right now. <laughs> you know, what people, I mean? people people are always reluctant with change. And I, I think I told you, like, whenever Spielberg was trying to hold those Academy meetings to make yeah. sure that Netflix would be disqualified. And I'm like, you are always the trailblazer of what is new in Hollywood. And now you're the old man yelling at clouds like you got to get over that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. You know, it's going to get to a point where no matter how much you sit up there and plant roots, you're going to get pushed. That's just the way it's going to go. All right, let's see here. It's our last thing to talk about. I'm going to let Christian take most of this, man, because uh, this is something that he's more knowledgeable in than I am. I can tell you that, hey, look, it's no surprise out there to anybody. I mean, I don't know. I, I would say it's no surprise, but a lot of people are still finding all kind of conspiracy theories, all kind of reasons as to no, no matter how much. Trump has mishandled this pandemic. There's always some idiots over there to just validate whatever he says. You know, change their opinions. Hey, you know what? It was a, it was a hoax before, and now that he got it, no, no, it's very real. In fact, you, the Democrats and the liberals created in a lab and threw that shit on his ass to give it to him. The whole people we created a we we created a worldwide pandemic just to make one man sick. <laughs> For what? Just to prove a point. That is so goddamn stupid. And so when we get to this whole thing about, well, hey, we, now we have a document. Oh, a documentary. That's what we need. You know, no one's listening to anything else. A documentary. That'll show you. That'll finally get people to come to reason. Well, we have one here. And it's, what is it called uh, again, Christian? It's called Totally Under Control. Totally Under Control. Oh, maybe this this will be the one. This will be the one to bring people to reason. Let's go ahead and take a look at this documentary, which some people say this, this might even save the world. If they're not listening to us, they'll listen to this. The CDC has identified a case of coronavirus in Washington state. The words about a pandemic at this point? No, we're not at all, and it's uh, gonna be just fine. Whatever happens, we're totally prepared. We 
the scientists knew what to do for the pandemic response. The plan was in front of us, but leadership would not do it. It is time to lay our careers on the line and push back. It's clear the United States did not perform to the best of its ability with the coronavirus. What went wrong for us? The truth is that political leaders caused avoidable death and destruction. The scientists sounded the alarm every day. The U.S. government was doing nothing. One day it's like a miracle. It will disappear. It'll be wonderful. It'll be a gift from me. Can I just say, I didn't even see this trailer. Can I just say how I, I thought I was mad before? I didn't think anything could make me angrier. But I'm so, this this pisses me off to see the fucking president sitting in a room talking about the state of the world with this pandemic. And he's sitting up there consulting with fucking Diamond and our silk. You know, this, <laughs> it, 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 that picture right there should sum up how much of a clown fucking car of a uh, uh, of an administration we have right here oh jesus christ i was go i was so happy too you had to you had to do this to me christian will disappear it'll be wonderful it'll be a gift from heaven it's complete bullshit he has no idea what he's talking about decided to break protocol and alert Americans. A key government scientist was removed because he wouldn't climb on the president's bandwagon. They started to blame other people and it was frightening. There was real fear of retribution and we were watching the number of deaths in the U.S. tick higher and higher. Do you take responsibility? No, I don't take responsibility at all. We've never had a failure like this. The truth is finally coming out. There's so much to expose. We have it totally under control. All right, Christian, this is your area, man. You take it. Yeah. I will do so. So, uh, first of all, I think it's it's the weird thing is, look, that trailer didn't tell you anything you didn't already know about Trump. So I, I know you're like, what's the big difference here? The thing I would say about this is Alex Gibney is like that dude when it comes to being a documentarian. Um, Academy Award winner, you already saw his credits, but going clear, that Scientology documentary he did was incredible. The uh, He did one about the Catholic sex uh, abuse where, the, you know, where they're molesting all these little kids as well. Yeah. That was amazing and really hard. To Silence in the house of God. Yeah, uh, the Mia Culpa one. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, that's one of those situations where you're seeing that this guy clearly doesn't have a problem steering into a very controversial topic. Uh, and he's always done so unblinkingly. And with the only uh, objective is to find the truth about it. So I like the idea that it's been five months where he had to do this in secret. I thought that was kind of amazing. In, in, uh, a collaboration with two other directors who are just trying to talk about what fucking happened here because we are so hit over the head constantly that I think we stopped to take a second to realize that there were literally hundreds and hundreds of qualified people who were sounding the alarms, you know what I mean, who were raising the moat saying, hey, we got to do something about this and nothing ended up getting done. Um, I think when it comes to these very complicated situations, having someone to kind of give you a timeline, establish it about who know who knew what and when they knew it is very important. Uh, But again, I I think the angle I really want to take more about this is kind of the that didn't surprise you. No information that you saw in the trailer surprised you. I'm sure you'll feel differently if you watch the movie. But 
are we past the point where movies make any real difference in the world when it comes to uh, enforcing change at the polls or at the electorate? Are people really going to have their minds swayed by a documentary? Because it seems like all the actual science that's been put out there has already been ignored. Or, or am I wrong? Maybe because it's put in this really nice little packaging that's easily to, easy to consume that it might make a difference. I mean, when you saw that trailer, did you feel anything other than the usual anger that you feel at the president or what? I don't feel anything at this point. Listen, to answer <laughs> no. your question, you know, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not pessimistic. Y'all. I know I, as much as I sit up here and complain and I sound down, I just, talk about the stupid state of the world. I'm not pessimistic, but as far as, because you're asking pretty much, can art and movies really change people's opinion? And the answer is, fuck no. No, at this, at this point, no. If people ain't listening to facts, they, you make, it makes you think they're going to listen to a movie. That might right. as well, for, for people who are of conspiracy theorists and people who already know or already have picked their side, especially for people who follow this administration, who follow the conspiracy theories and the movements that have come out of this administration, you know, for those people who at this moment where they tell you to your face, where they probably a couple of weeks ago, they were saying it's pandemic. Don't you're stupid if you're wearing a mask. They're just playing you. This is a hoax. It's not real. The fuck out of here. We're today just out of the blue. They're saying, oh, yeah, no, nah, it's been real, man. It was created in a lab and it was created by the Democrats so they could just get this dude sick and just make him look bad. You know, it's like you're arguing with insanity there. So if people ain't listening to facts. They ain't listening to a movie. But those people who watch a movie that tries to stay facts out there, they might as well be watching fucking Star Wars or Lord of the Rings, man. Because this, this, this right here, they could put out as many factual stuff. They could show you all the footage from the, the, the source. They could show you and, and you could hear the words coming from Trump's mouth here. Uh, all that stuff means nothing to these people. All that stuff is a fantasy if they can sit up here and make up anything that they want to. If they're not, you know, they're not going to listen to that. They're not going to listen to anything at this point because they can continue to create one thing after another. That's Again, that's why it's so dangerous to have these conspiracy theories because when something happens, well, oh, let me reach in my ass and pull out another crazy-ass story. You know, no, this is changing nothing. Well, and, and it's not new, right? I would say, like, what was that Holocaust documentary, Sand and Fog or whatever, came out like 10 years after the Holocaust, and you're like, oh, shit, people can see this for their own eyes. This should change hearts and minds. But even going back, like, Fahrenheit 9-11 didn't stop Bush from getting, getting reelected, nope. and it came out three months before that election. Um, Borat, the first one, which they're making a second one, I guess. <laughs> but it's like Borat didn't change anything for the 2004 election when it was supposed to reveal the the, the racism and deep in the heart of the country and stuff like that. So when I look at Borat 2, which is on the lower end of the, of the scale uh, compared to something like this Gibney documentary, it makes me really sad because I think it's a lot of smart people who are trying really hard in their own way to connect with people. Someone's trying to do it with facts. Uh, and someone's trying to do it with laughs. But either way, I think it's going to fall on deaf ears. I don't think art really has the capacity to change anything anymore. We're post facts. Yeah. Um, so coming at something factually isn't going to make a difference. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, it happens on both sides. Uh, I, I, not, again, a lot of people are going to think like, well, you just pick it on one side because you, uh, you've, already, uh, you've already picked your side. You know, you are, you're already some liberal left wing puppet you know some ass kisser and that's not it man i will say that you have a movie like this that tries to come out 
and show you footage, tries to show you facts, tries to uh, go out there and show you numbers. And and, 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 even, and even then, it's, it's still a documentary uh, that I still think should be looked at with a critical eye. You should not look at anything and make your own opinion. But at least they're trying more than some of the other stuff that's come out on Trump's side. You know, there's that stuff is purely fantasy propaganda. I watched a, a couple of these movies. I watched the Trump prophecy uh, where a fucking firefighter uh, thought he died and God told him to make Trump president. I mean, what the, get the fuck out of here with that, you know? But it just goes to show you that there's things that are put out on both sides that try to influence the people that are already there. No one's trying to change each other's minds anymore. All you're doing is just either establishing some wacky belief that you have, or you're just trying to educate yourself more on, uh, you know, if, if you're on, a, on on this other side here. So no, no, everybody's just stroking their own, uh, you know, their own base, man. No one's really trying to change anyone else because they know they can't. It's kind of sad. Yeah, it's like a sad thing, you know, like these things are supposed to be objective places where the truth wins out no matter what. And it doesn't seem like that's really a thing. I I think it's a little delicious, the irony. I'm not going to be one of these people who wishes the guy dead. But, you know, the fact is when this documentary was made, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, we were going to release this when Trump gets COVID, even though it seemed like an inevitability. So now that he's in the throes of it, it's a little, you know, crazy. But um, also, I just want to point out that, yeah, both sides may be pounding their own war drum, but there is a side that largely relies on the facts and the figures and the science where it's like, I mean, I'm sure you saw the Trump thing. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but today he's already doing exactly what you fucking said he was going to do on Friday, Corey. So I'm sorry that I took it away from you, but he, he did it. He's out here saying, uh, Oh, downplaying the COVID. I'm going to be released today. I feel better than I felt 20 years ago. Don't worry about the virus. And it's just so insanely fucking irresponsible. Uh, and I don't, and it makes me sad because people are going to listen to them. People don't care about scientists, people who went to school for eight, 10 years years to fucking be able to make a qualified statement but they're going to listen to this guy who literally didn't take the medicine that he told everyone else to take didn't inject bleach into himself didn't do any of the shit that he said he was going to do uh but is standing tall on the shoulders of two hundred and five thousand dead americans like fuck that guy and it makes me really sad that something like a documentary i thought used to change hearts and minds this is going to be an afterthought no one's going to give a shit about this yeah. documentary yeah, no, and sadly that's true. And I think really when you said that uh, this is going to happen, I think we were all in agreement that he was going to come out and tell people how it's no big deal, how he got over it, he's fine. Uh, people are making a big deal out of this uh, this 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 pandemic, fake news, all that kind of stuff. So you know, I, I it's I don't know what's going to happen, man, because a lot of this stuff comes from the internet. And I'm not blaming the internet because the internet works in two ways, it looks like. I mean, works in a lot of ways, but one of the main ways we see it working is that it does bring people closer together. It does break down boundaries. It does educate people when you attempt to use it that way. But at the same time, the reason why these people who were these people who were lunatics at one time now are being considered as sources. They're actually trying to run for office because that information spreads faster now. It's so easy to access. And when it gets to a point where all that information is spread enough to where it's easily accessible, especially accessible to a support, a support group, then, you know, uh, it starts to almost, uh, uh, it gets stronger. People start to treat it like it, it is, it, it is factual. Uh, and it's, it, you know, that's what, and that's what's happened. And the internet is, uh, only, is con- only continually feeding into that. It's, it, and I don't know where it's going to end. I don't know what's going to help. I don't know if it's going to get worse right now. And it's and, and to tell you the truth, and I told you this earlier, Christian, when we're getting into it, it's working on both sides now. Even people who are against Trump, 
there's a guy out there that's like saying, yeah, man. And if you talk to this guy, you probably agree with him at first. It's like, he'll tell you, man, Trump has to be stopped. And you're like, yeah, he does. He's a terrible president. Yeah, yeah, he really is. And also, he's a, he, he, he's a, a, an immortal humanoid shape-shifting alien that's going to be here long when Earth is gone. It's like, wait, what the fuck? They got a fringe conspiracy theorist, and this is from Vice. Fringe conspiracy theorist thinks Trump is an immortal alien, got COVID as cover to shapeshift. This is the guy who's saying Trump must be stopped because he's a fucking alien. This is the guy that probably would be on our side, but now this, you know, it's, he's got swept up into this stuff too. And, 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 and as of right now, even all the other crazy conspiracy theorists out there, they're saying, nah, man, you're crazy. <laughs> but I fear that with the way things are going, with the way the internet feeds into this, it's not going to be long before that's probably normalized. Are more people on board for that? This guy has a million followers talking about this shit. It, it, whether you're, no matter what size you're on, if you're buying into crazy shit, it helps no one <laughs> in the end. Can you imagine being at that rally and the guy's like, Donald Trump is dangerous. Like, yeah, Donald Trump is a, is a blight on the Constitution. Yeah, he's also a shape-shifting alien. Yeah. Wait, hold the, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really, uh, until we get to that point where it's like, man. yeah, you know, which might happen one day. <laughs> yeah, people, it's, it's yeah, the, the internet is a great thing, man. It's an awesome thing. And I, you know, I like the way somebody said he should, uh, Trump, what's he shaped? What is he shape shifting into? I don't know. That motherfucker might turn into a bucket of chicken one day or something. You know, I don't know. <laughs> might turn into a giant egg McMuffin. You know, I don't. I don't know, man. It's 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 just uh, the reason why we're in this point now where no one can look at it. Do you understand, people? We look, we have a documentary that has footage. We have news. They want a documentary. We have news out there. We don't have news. We have just footage that is posted on the internet. Before it can be doctored or before you can put on any kind of deep fake on it or anything. You have news. I mean, you have you have footage out there that shows you people saying things, doing certain things. And we ignore that. We ignore that because we want to go into the safe spaces of the Internet and hear people tell us what we want to hear. You know, it's uh, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I don't know what's going to happen. That seems to be a deeper problem that's feeding into all, all this other stuff that we really aren't addressing too much yet. And we got to do that because as, as long as these people are going to these crazy uh, conspiracy support groups, as long as they're in echo chambers, then nothing's really going to change. No one's going to listen to anybody. Yeah, I want a presidential candidate to talk about that. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not going to be Trump because he's like a hairless gorilla. Like, he doesn't have the capacity to really talk about that stuff. But I think that that is dangerous on both sides. Echo chambers on both sides, and it's not like that's going away. Yeah. Uh, you know, as 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 technology keeps going, we're going to get more and more of those as as we can hide away like it used to people talk about this shit out in public and then they all got admonished for it so they ran to the internet then they got admonished on facebook so a lot of them ran to 4chan and yeah. we're just going to keep like playing whack-a-mole with that type of extremism on both sides granted on one side it doesn't seem to you know discount or discredit science so it's a little bit more innocuous but yeah i think that that's that's like the biggest scare for our democracy after the guy who's currently wiping his ass with the constitution is like what are we going to happen when misinformation is treated like like gossip is as good as gospel yeah and that's so fucking horrifying considering we are where people are their threshold for fact checking has gotten much much lower as more information's come in that's yeah. a dangerous combination yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, it's like always, man. I, I at some point, 
I mean, if we want to stay alive, common sense has to come in somewhere. And I don't expect everybody to have it, but the people with common sense have to take control at some point, I would hope. Otherwise, the lunatics are going to burn this shit down. People have shit. Let me tell you something. People have things. They're doing fine. And they'd rather burn their house down instead of letting you move into a nice one. That's the crazy state of this world, man. So anyway, well, we got like 29 days, 28 days until election. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I would say the one thing about this documentary, though, is because it did have all these interviews in secret with high ranking officials. I'd be really curious to see what happens it should Trump lose and the next administration comes in and they want to look at the covid response because, yeah. you know, but, but other than the Bob Woodward tape where he admits, oh, we know it's airborne, whatever. Or besides the fact that he totally got diagnosed and then went to a rally afterwards, like putting other people in, in danger or his secret service people yesterday. Yeah. It's poor fucking people. Uh, I'm just so interested to see if there's any legal means to kind of go after this guy should he lose and if a documentary like this will have any role to play in that. Yeah, we'll see, man. We shall see how things work out. I, I always say, man, is why you, after all of that, you probably saying, Corey, you say you're not a pessimist, you're an optimist. I have this whole belief that we things go in cycles. When they get at their worst, and we're pressed against the wall, then something good has to push back. And it seems to always do that. And, you know, I believe that things get so bad that some that a lot of people wise up and they say, you know what, this has to stop. So That's we'll physics, see. baby. Equal yeah. opposite reaction. Yes, sir. There you go. Let's see, leave it to the smart guy to put in the way I couldn't. All right. I got to get out of here because uh, we'll take one commercial break and we'll do one email. Move you down, Christian. Sure thing. Uh, once again, people. I want to thank you for joining us today. I want to thank Christian for being over here and getting everything together. Uh, please support. Get yourself a free subscription on Twitch if you have an Amazon Prime account. All right, there's other subscriptions there if you'd like. Uh, but also, remember our Patreon out there. We're trying to get to our goal of $2,000 so that we can start making animated shorts featuring some of you in that. But we also have our archives. We've got some exclusive merch coming up. And we also have exclusive streams coming up and some bonus content so please support over there and we appreciate you very much for that support all right <laughs> tonight is kind of special hey christian sir let it be lowered bro do you mean like a commercial you're probably too young for that right wait, wait, wait. say that to me again i'm sorry let it be low and bro Nah, man, I, I might be on the cutoff of that particular uh, uh, evolutionary chart. What, what is that? I'm sorry. It was a beer commercial that, like, man, had a nice song. It was a real cool guy come in and he would sing, Here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. Da, da, da. And I can't remember the words after that, but I remember he always ended it with, Let it be low and brow. So there you go. <laughs> I'm singing that to you, man. I'll take it. Thank you. I always like when you serenade me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and do a quick commercial break and we'll be back to say goodbye right after this. Mm, Scooby-Doo. Let me see. All right. Uh, what do we got here? Let me go ahead and, and go over here. Lorenzo Toons. Besides The Boys, what other Prime Video Series original do you watch? I was watching that, uh, what's it called? Upload, I think. Yeah, Greg Daniels show. Yeah, yeah, which was a lot of fun. I like that. Uh, what about you? 
I have one that I'm like super obsessed with right now. I've watched it twice in the last two months. Uh, and it's only two seasons and they canceled it. But it's called Patriot. Uh, and I know that's not a title that inspires confidence because it sounds like it's going to be some weird shit. But I describe <laughs> it as if uh, Wes Anderson directed James Bond. Uh, it's like that's mm. the only thing that really makes sense. It's hard okay. to explain, but it is fucking so great. And it's one of the things that I've watched recently that has such a singular voice and vision. You know, when you watch TV, it's largely made by a committee. But this is one of those things that feels like, oh, one guy wrote this whole thing. And sure enough, he, I think, directs. 16 out of the 18 episodes and wrote every single episode and uh it's it's amazing i recommend that so nice. hard for everybody mm-hmm. uh also chris Ayers comes in he says i just wanted to let you guys know that the actors and director directly address that free guy so we're looking at right now it'll probably get pushed back in this video oh he sent me a, he when well, i say this video he sent me a link to a video so he said it'll probably get pushed back so there you go. They addressed that and said, yes, indeed, that December 11th release date is probably probably not going to happen. So there you go, folks. Just put coming to theater soon, which is also a lie, but at least it doesn't put the, the date on there. I don't know. They just they fucking finalized that trailer over the weekend. That's what makes me so mad. They could have changed that date at any point. Uh, yeah, exactly. Addressing the movie theater situation, uh, we have Gene. He says... I went to see Tenant in New Jersey at a fairly small theater, but New York is where I live, and California has these gigantic movie theaters and dozens of floors. I think the fear is half these moviegoers will not follow the guidelines. Maybe some lawsuits, too. I understand that. All right. I see. I see. Hmm. All right, then. There you go. Mm. Jonathan Price. Did Jonathan Jonathan Price die? Oh, don't tell me that. Really? I think he did. I'm sorry. No. I'm sorry to be the one to tell you, but Sun God, he came in and tell us. Not trying to bring y'all down, but have you heard about Jonathan Price? I'll look this up real quick. I mean, I I have nothing, but <laughs> maybe he's got the maybe he's got the corona. Maybe they're just asking, like, you hear about Jonathan Price? He's a good actor. You ever see Brazil? It's a good movie. Don't mean, to, really yeah, don't mean to stop the, the show. <laughs> oh, let's see here. It's a Y, Price with a Y. Oh, it has it up there. Okay, cool. Sorry, I saw the things to the left. That's regular Jonathan Price. Oh, uh, let me see here. Oh, not that Jonathan Price. There was a guy who shot a, a guy named Jonathan Price, uh, P-R-I-C-E. Oh, equally tragic. Are there details yeah. there? What happened there? Mm, let me see here. I'll pull it up. Oh, they're making me try to get a subscription. Hold on. I'll pull up another page. Who? I'll put this up here. Who is Jonathan Price? Uh, Price's family said he was killed in Wolf City by a police officer Saturday night. Now, I did hear about this. I didn't know that's the guy's name. Officials say officer was placed on administrative leave. Jonathan Price might have been a burly 31-year-old man, but Marcella Louise still called him her baby. He had a good heart. He always tried to help others. I'm reading this on, uh, what is it, WFAA. Witnesses said Price tried to break up the disagreement inside the store. There was a store. Okay, here's an, here it is. Uh, according to family members and witnesses, a Wolf City police officer shot and killed Price on Saturday night after an argument broke out between a couple inside a convenience store. 
They say he tried to break up the fight, but it spilled outside. And when officers responded to the scene, Price was the one that they shot. In that of moment, course. Louise says she lost her son. Uh, took my baby. Okay, yeah. I don't know, man. I usually like to, before I go wild or anything, and it's not because I don't have any anger for this. I don't care don't want to, because I don't want to talk about it. But I always wait to see what more information comes out. So... We'll find out I'll what happens say with that. This because we saw the same thing happen to Jacob Blake. It's like it's amazing that you can be altruistic and you're trying to break up fights and you're trying to end conflict, and yet they view you immediately as a source of conflict, and that is really fucking upsetting. So yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I would like to have some more research before I go crazy about it, but it seems like on the surface, just something that we've it's a new version of the same story we've been told a thousand times. Yeah, yeah, man. I told y'all when uh when George Floyd's out there, and I have to, you know, there's a lot of people who my wife included just like what what's going on with this why does this happen i was like you know what it's a cycle and it's going to happen again sadly if you know that if you're on that side and you see it all the time or you read about it all the time or something that close that is close to you and you just you just uh you know you're attuned to it you just know man so eh. anyway uh all right guys i'm gonna get out of here i gotta go gotta get ready for this other show thank you christian Thank you, man. Sorry to keep you. No, you didn't keep me. No, this is what we do. All right. I appreciate it. And we'll see you guys on the next one. Uh, I want to thank the chat for being here. Chat, thank you very much. Uh, Let's see. Firewolf. Oh, Crichton. Uh, Crichton. Uh, Thank you for being here. Uh, What is this? Carry my, carry my amount. Uh, Double Toaster's here. Good to see you, Double Toaster. What's going on? Double Toaster's Corey. I say, hello, Double Toasted. Uh, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate everything. Yacht Super Fan Fan. Those girls are awesome. Toxide TVW. They says, Great oh, show. God. Sweetness died from He Got Game. Oh, yeah. He got, he, that dude got shot. He's 70 years old. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, all right. Sorry to be a downer ending. I just saw that and was like, well, shit, we better fuck? get out of here for the world yeah. just blows up. All right, go, everybody. Go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. We're, we're going to see on the next one, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, KCoolMan at gmail.com. That's K-C-O-O-L-M-A-N-Z at gmail.com. Email us if you got any questions, comments, compliments, insults, input, and our advice. Hit us up on the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if I'm too busy out there taking all of your wonderful emails, Christian Torres. You can find me over on Instagram at Christian.monster, Facebook Christian Aleon Torres. And if some of you want to know all of you, so please come find me and I'll see you on Friday. And remember, y'all, if you're coming to Austin, Texas, we'd like to know about it so we can keep away from you. As No, you know, it's better to get here when it's safe, as we know there's going to be an uptick on things. So I'll tell you what, stay safe, stay where you are. And when the time comes, email us about your plans for Austin. Kcoolmans at gmail.com, whether you're moving here or just passing through. All right, everybody, that is it. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you are listening to or watching this, goodbye and stay toasty. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I.